Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Put the children to bed. It's time for Dan and Aldo to bear their souls. I love the Chicago Bears more than I do masturbating, and that is a lot. Then, with three seconds left, Bob Avellini throws a 30-something yard touchdown pass to Greg Latta, and the Bears win, and I literally shit my pants. I swear to God, I literally did. Eric Kramer, for me, I love the guy. He's a tragic figure. I mean, he embodies all that is. If they don't run the ball here, I'm going to vomit. I swear to God. Look, I don't mean any disrespect. He just didn't play that well. Not for a guy of his caliber. You know, they won, but I'm, I'm going to be miserable all week because they stunk. I don't, I don't really have any recollection of that at all, but I guess perhaps I blacked it all out. So, Dan, tape is the ultimate tool for scouts and for coaches to evaluate players, to detect plays and so forth, and they spend hours looking at tape, right? Why do they so often get shit wrong? Ladies and gentlemen, Dan and Aldo. I am well, and I'm glad to see you back, although I've never seen your middle name on the screen, it, when you put all three names together, you seem like a, a serial killer. <laughs> Aldo Ray Gandia is the one who shot Mitch McConnell. That's a joke. That's a joke. Oh, stop making me wish I was a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you see Brett Favre uh, was uh, apparently uh, ripping off welfare again in Mississippi? <laughs> Yes, he was. I'm not surprised that YouTube censors are calling. <laughs> Tooch is backstage. He'll be joining us in about 30, 40 minutes or maybe earlier, whatever he wants. And it's Dan Aguirre and myself. And then uh, at the 9 o'clock Central hour, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, it'll be the Bears girls. Heidi, Alma, and Nasli will be joining us. That should be plural. Our- plural That's bears right. girls that is right it's not bears whatever you're right <laughs> so that should be a hell of a lot of fun and we return with the media sound bites that we had last year throughout the season actually started two seasons ago Dan's yeah, idea, yeah. and he would cut them together i cut some today and uh it should be fun to listen to what the n- local media had to say about our chicago bears and what they are, are anticipating for that Packer game, but we have to start talking about this upset win for the Chicago Bears. Although, oh fuck, Dan, I'm so sorry. I forgot to pull that soundbite of you predicting a win. Oh, that's that's okay. I want to tell you one thing about the national media that I heard mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. So I was driving in my vehicle from radio to nine one one, 
and I had the Monday night football game on Westwood one in the vehicle while I was listening. It was Kurt Warner and the guy that's always at the chiefs games. I, I can't think of his name. He's on Fox and he's he at CBS now. Um, anyway, Kevin Harlan. Kevin. Harlan. So they were talking about the Seahawks winning and uh, Kurt Warner's like, you know, I thought coming into tonight that Seattle was one of the worst t- three or four teams in the league, you know, like with, uh, you know, the bears and, uh, he just rattled off Jaguars. So according to Kurt Warner, whom I love, you know, go from grocery store clerk to Super Bowl MVP in like two years. That's so fucking fantastic. He's a great guy. But why is it a prevailing theory that the Bears are in the top three worst teams in the league? I know the first half was brutal, but we stuck with it. And that's what if you're going to win games in a 17 game season, you're going to have you're going to have to win ugly like that sometimes. Absolutely. And when you've got a new team with so many new faces, I mean, they had 13 of their 15 rookies suited up for play. They had a number. I I didn't count. I should have counted how many new first-year players they had on this roster that are veterans. When you have a mishmash of people and you are able to coach them to play disciplined, winning football – then you've got something special going on here. And anyone that fails to see that can go fuck themselves because that's what's happening here in Chicago. I'm not predicting that they're going to go to the playoffs. I I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'd take it week to week. We can give our predictions for the Green Bay Packer game. But I know this. I am more proud of this football team than I have been of a Chicago Bears football team in a hell of a long time. And it starts with the coaching staff. Matt Eberflus and all of those assistant coaches have done a phenomenal, phenomenal job of getting all this ragtag, however you, whatever adjectives you want to use to describe them, to get these guys to play in a way that they believe they can win, that they can create turnovers, that they can overcome adversity, that they can beat teams who are supposedly going to the Super Bowl. That's what Eberflus and his coaching staff have done. And if you are a Bears fan and not proud of them, then what the fuck is wrong with you? Are you wearing a field Justin Field shirt? Yeah. Do you like that? Yes, I do. It's about time for you to get the jersey, man. Come on. You got to <laughs> get the jersey. I was actually thinking about that today. And instead of having Fields' name over the number one, I was going to put, he's my quarterback. What do you think about that? Go with Fields. <laughs> just, just go in, man. Just jump in. It's okay. Put your toe in the water on this one. It, it, it's going to be okay to swim. One of the things that I don't like is that number one in the Chicago Bears jerseys. It doesn't have that little prick coming up at the top and the base at the bottom. It's just a straight stripe. I don't like that in a uniform. Do you? It, at least it's a number that I didn't have before. Yeah, that's true. You know, like uh, the, the previous number one was like Jeff Jager. I wasn't buying his jersey. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Jeff Jager fine, but <laughs> it was always a place kicker or punter number before. And when I see Justin Fields wearing number one, it kind of reminds me of like Warren Moon. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, a, a good a good quarterback, man. And like I said this last night on the, the Bears Country podcast, I don't want to use the same material. This game reminded me of a dead kid coming to Chicago in 99 as a member of the Saints or the coach of the Saints. For 57 minutes, the Bears did nothing. Mm-hmm. They're down 10 nothing, But it just you, you just got the feeling if for some reason you could get momentum, 
And suddenly they come to life. Shane Matthews to Curtis Conway. It's a touchdown. We get the ball back with like 30 seconds, and he hits Conway, and he makes like four people miss. And then he throws a Conway again, and a touchdown, and we win 14-10, and Ditka throws the fucking headset. It was raining and shitty that day, too. That's the game it reminded me of in that sense where I just kept telling Jenny, who I was watching the game with, this is not over. I mean, the Bears are only down seven. It just feels like San Francisco. It, we, we've been a member of the Bears fan base and watched the Bears lose games like that mm-hmm. against Cleveland in 05 when they're up 10 nothing in the fourth quarter. The game that prompted Mike Brown to say, we suck in the postgame because they were so much better than that Browns team, and they let Trent Dilfer beat them in the fourth quarter. Mm. And, you know, so we've been on the other side of that. So we're in the game. It just felt like all we need is some momentum, and we can turn this around. And then you get the bust to play. Justin throws across his body. Touchdown, and we're in it, and the game is ours. You know what, uh, Dan, as you're saying that, brilliantly saying that, I, I have to tell you, that's something that the last two seasons you would not have thought. Right? Am I right? Yeah, when we were down, we seemed to be lifeless and listless with the bald fuck as coach. <laughs> Dan would text me during the game, you know, this is awful. This is fucked up. And he would I, I don't want to say you would give up hope, but you were pessimistic that the Bears would make comebacks and it would annoy the fuck out of me because I always want to keep at least a a, a a a drop of hope that the Bears can overcome whatever uh, deficit they're up against, but yeah, a lot and a lot of times you were right, you know. But I still want to have hope, and you would you would text me all this negative stuff, and I'm like, damn, fucking dead <laughs> and stuff. But now I'm listening to you. I love it. I love it that you have hope, and and they've given you tons of hope. And I want to get back to the number one thing. Fucking Justin Fields did make number one look really fucking good when he slid into the into the end zone and did the fucking macho man thing. I don't know what you call it, but man, that was fucking outstanding, wasn't it? Yeah, we were saying last night, as you know, that that's going to be an iconic moment for Justin if he ends up being the quarterback that we think he's going to be. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, if he's in the league 10 years from now, that's going to be – like on his Wikipedia page. Yeah. That's going to be the day that he became like the guy. Right. Right there. That's his moment. That's mm-hmm. going to be the picture he's autographing the rest of his life. Yep. This is this truly, as you're saying, is is truly an iconic moment. This- Fathead should make a moment of that. Oh, great. I I put that fucking behind me. I take down the Barroom Network neon sign and, and uh, put that up because that would be outstanding. If they could get the water coming off of it, too. Yeah, I mean, it is such an iconic moment. And this, to me, is also a, a signature that this team, if it makes the playoffs, every fucking – documentary highlight reel nfl films thing is going to start with this fucking image it's going to be the main metaphor for the chicago bears 2022 season i mean it is fucking marvel superhero-ish it's so fucking beautiful i can watch i've i've got it on a loop i probably have seen it you know like twitter gives you that number 3.7k looks I, i probably have looked at it 3.7k i love it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great moment. And like I told you to purposely tug on my dick when I say this now, last week, I know you weren't here. You had everything going badly in your family and stuff. And once more, I wish you condolences. 
But I did say, uh, I'm not going to go all Joe Namath here, but the Bears are going to win this game. I guarantee it. And I want to point that out again, that I did guarantee a victory. Whereas uh, some people in the bar room were picking San Francisco to make themselves look smart, you know, but Mm -hmm. I just felt that the Bears were going to win. I really did. And I bet you that the media... I don't want to sound like a well, the, the the left wing media or the liberal media. I'm just saying, but most of the ESPN types they really want Green Bay to win this week. Oh, you think so? Why? Why? Because they've said the Bears suck so badly that challenges the narrative. If suddenly they're two and zero and the Golden Boy is zero and two, well, you know I- what they want all week long? They want to say relax. Relax, Rogers will be fine. He's got the Bears coming in. He owns them, so they want him to blow us out. Well, I do think that if the media is smart, they will embrace the narrative that this team that has been shit on by themselves and the national media, the rest of the national media, is overcome, has slayed the giant, has uh, uh, slayed Goliath. And that Aaron Rodgers, who is not loved by the national media, they love him because he offers up good news stories with his ayahuasca bullshit, with him fucking uh, calling out his teammates on the sideline and throwing around his video pad and doing all sorts of this crazy shit and dating women who he's really not fucking. You know, they love that narrative, but. The narrative can continue, and if the fuck police, me, oh, you are in trouble, man. The cops are out to get you. <laughs> I mean, let me go figure out what station's off air, but I'll be right back. Uh, I think maybe Rogers is trying to take those hallucinogenics to like convince himself that he doesn't like dick. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, that is Dan McGuire. <laughs> Uh, when uh, Dan is at his job, and when a station goes off the air of the network that uh, he's responsible for, that signal comes on. He's really not being chased by <laughs> by the police. I would be willing to suck Aaron Rodgers' dick. <laughs> the tooch to the rescue with a great drop from yesteryear. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so Dan is off uh, making the necessary adjustments with the video chat. <laughs> All right, quick fix. I'm back. You are awesome, Dan. <laughs> and John Tooch uh, with the perfect drop. Uh, the I, want, I would suck Aaron Rodgers' dick drop. <laughs> that was my debut on the bar room, what, like three, four years ago? Four years ago. That was awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Great job, dude. All right, uh, let's get to this uh, uh, media stuff that I put together. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different uh, sound bites from the local media, starting with Mulligan Hall talking about Dominique Robinson and Eddie Jackson, going to uh, Courtney Cronin talking about the uh, fields and the peanut punch. Waddle and Sylvie talking about uh, something that's going to be near and dear to Tucci's heart uh, that the Bears now are a good gamble anytime they're in minus 10 like they are against the Packers. Parkins and Spiegel talking to Jalen Johnson, who wants to bring back Club Dub, and you'll listen to why. No! Uh, <laughs> he does, yes. <laughs> uh, Burns and Holmes, uh, Bernstein and Holmes talking about Roquan uh, and with Sam Munson, who 
PFF gave Roquan the lowest grade of Bears defenders. And Sam Munson will explain why. It's a very interesting response. And then a couple more from Mullion Hall. Uh, Biggs talking about preparation for the uh, Green Bay Packers. And Dave wants that, one of our favorites, talking about Green Bay and how he ex- how he was disappointed in the performance by the Packers, talking like a true head coach, but not necessarily a former head coach. So we'll play that now. It's about well, – Before you start, let me ask you a question. Absolutely. Because I saw a comment on the screen that asked if – we had watched uh, Bill Maher's podcast with Aaron Rodgers. I didn't. I've I've watched real time, but I did not. I've never watched his independent podcast. I know you have. I was going to say, did Rodgers say something that was newsworthy that I don't know of? Yeah, I, I, I have not seen that episode. How long ago was that? Uh, let us know, and we'll talk about that on the other end. I, I've only seen a couple. I saw the one with him, Bill Maher, and Quentin Tarantino. And I swear to God, I, I was starting to get high watching that because they were smoking so much fucking dope. I was starting to, and they're talking over each other and stuff. It was kind of a mess, but it was also a fascinating mess. Uh, and I forgot the other one that I saw. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't uh, that good that I've made it required watching, uh, but I probably should watch that podcast more than his Friday night show because it's really starting to get annoying with his libertarian. I thought last week he had a really good show. It was the best he had in a long time. Yeah, last week's show was was better than than some of the other ones that I've seen. So uh, with that, let's go to our media highlights uh, inspired by uh, Dan Aguirre and uh, produced this time by me. Two things happened today that I think are worth getting most excited about if you're a Bears fan and defensively especially. Number one, Dominic Robinson. Where did he come from? My goodness, fifth Miami round. Miami, Ohio, the Mac. <laughs> I know. Hey, and nobody has more Mac pride than me. And today with Flucy on the sidelines, a former uh, Toledo linebacker and Dominic Robinson making a sack and a half, I'm like, yeah, Maction, hashtag. So him playing as big of a role as he seemed to play in this defense was big. And the other thing, let's face it. This is a different defense when Eddie Jackson gets an interception, and it has been far too long before he was a factor in a positive way. And he had that pick today, and it was a big one at a big time, and it was his first one since December 29, 2019, a long time ago, but it's more about the future than it is the past for Eddie Jackson. So here's the cool thing about that play. Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson, Shaquan Brisker all said that five seconds before the snap came, they knew it was going to be an interception because they had studied the 49ers' tendencies. They saw the bunch formation they were in with Debo Samuel and Juwan Jennings spread out just beyond the left half marks, and they knew that they were in the perfect call sent in by Allen Williams for that formation in that play. And Jalen Johnson said, look, I just had to make sure that I, I used my leverage to basically funnel Jennings back towards the middle of the field. I knew Eddie was going to be breaking on the pass. Eddie knew what to key on, and he makes the interception for the first time since 2019, as you mentioned. And he makes the interception and returns it 26 yards, right? He shows us some of that returnability. He was disappointed he didn't take it all the way back to the house like we've seen him do in the past. But now all of a sudden you set your offense up, which was struggling all day, with a short field, and they go 21 yards for a touchdown. And in Dominique Robinson's words, it was game over. At that point. And for this defense to have a mentality that 19 to 10 in the fourth quarter is game over is notable. And and for Eddie to be the guy that makes that play, I think, is really cool, given uh, just kind of the career trajectory he's been on and and the, 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 the renewed energy he's had since the spring about what he can do in this system. It's something to build on. It's something to learn from all day defensively. I think Kyler Gordon will learn from today. Maybe not so many good plays, but he had a couple missed coverages and he will get better from that. What surprised you most about the Bears' performance? It's one play in the third quarter that sparked everything. 
and Justin Fields' amazing athleticism is what did that. I mean, the Bears don't win that game if he doesn't turn that broken play on third and 10 into a 51-yard gain for a touchdown to Dante Pettis. And, you know, I don't know if this team wins this game last year under the same circumstances, but the way that they fought back in this, you know, from a really unfortunate set of circumstances between the weather in the first half and the fact they couldn't get anything going offensively, and they still found a way to you know, keep their foot on the gas. That was important because I was wondering, like, how long was it going to take before something like this happened? How long, you know, would they be able to, you know, kind of keep their, you know, focus on trying to make something happen that eventually something was going to break for them? And, you know, it showed that that all that they've been building this off season, at least for now, like they were able to fall back on the hits principle on the fact that, you know, if they were going to play smart, disciplined football, they were only penalized three times. And, you know, one of those came on the, the Trenton Gill trying to sop up water on the field penalty, um, that good things were going to happen for this group. So, yeah, I think it was really just the fight and the resiliency that they were able to get their first win yesterday. And, it, and, it all, and all the stuff that they've been building towards this offseason, at least for now, seemed to pay off. So, Courtney, as you looked at that game, I told Hoodie, you mentioned the Justin Fields play where he talked about going through his progressions and finding his safety valve. The other huge play was the peanut punch because if they score on that drive and if they don't get the turnover there, they probably are going to score. I don't know if the Bears would be celebrating a victory Monday. Can you just give me your perspective on Jalen Johnson, the peanut punch, Brisker, the recovery, and how Mm -hmm. massive that was? Yeah, that was huge. And, I mean, Debo Samuel led all receivers in in fumbles lost last year. So I think the Bears knew that that was a vulnerable spot that they could take advantage of that. And, you know, I think it shows you, like, what, what what the consistent thing was yesterday was how they played defensively from start to finish, you know, they may not have had the best field position or being able to like capitalize off that field position early on, but they did their job, and eventually that paid off. That third, excuse me, the second turnover that they had, the Eddie Jackson interception, the offense did its job in taking that gift that they were given a field position at the 21-yard line and turned that into a touchdown five plays later. You know, we everything on this team has shifted around the offense, and that's that's how it has to be when you have a quarterback that you believe in, that you want to start to build around, but the emphasis is still going to be on defense for this team because their head coach is a defensive head coach, and the style that they're trying to play is exactly what you saw yesterday, that even when the offense can't capitalize on things, you're still doing your job on the defensive side of the ball. So that first play when they're down in you know near the low red zone, and Jalen Johnson forces a fumble. Jaquan Brisker recovers it, even though they weren't able to do anything on the offensive end with that. You know, the defense still coming through with those sorts of plays and forcing takeaways. I mean, that's it's the third the third thing of their four principles that they stand on with the hits principle. That's important. So I think that Matt Eberflus, you know, we talked about it yesterday, just how much of a momentum boost a play like that gives, even if your offense can't capitalize on it on the other end. That that's huge. When you look at what the Bears have been through preseason and through one game, small sample size, it's a team that doesn't look prone to beat itself. You're not going to get a ton of penalties. You're not. They're going to take care of the ball. There's a huge renewed effort to take the ball away. So 
Your thought is as well, this team may not stack up with a couple of the others. They're not going to beat themselves, which to me, from a gambling perspective, 10 points, I'll take the Bears in 10 points because they're not going to, I mean, they're not going to do what the 49ers did or they haven't shown the tendency to do that. The 49ers allowed all three scoring drives to continue based on their own mistakes. How confident are you that the, the small sample size that you talk about, three preseason games, which isn't a lot of starting time, and one game, now albeit... In a, a rainstorm, it, like it was more than just a rainstorm. Yeah. It was terrible conditions, and they still stayed. Like, how confident are you that this is what we're going to continue to see from an Eberflus coach team? Not a hundred percent, but I, the trend is my friend here. And what I'm thinking is, is that this team trend. is it is. But you're looking for any trend as a gambler, aren't you? Uh, I'm just even not even from a gambler's perspective, from a Bears fan's confidence level. Like, what percent? How percent confident are you that this is who the Bears are going to be this under is, Matt Eberflus? This is uh, what I'm the, confident in is, is guys are going to keep playing regardless of the situation because you're young, young, and in some instances you don't know any better. And I think Abdallah, we talked about that with him when we were talking to him last night. Like you're down seven nothing, you basically had a Matt Nagy Bears offensive performance on steroids in the first half. Like, take everything that Matt Nagy's offense did that pissed you off and multiply it by two. And that's what that offense looked like in the first half against the 49ers. And what happened in the second half? Well, the coaches made a few adjustments. They got Justin outside the pocket. Justin showed great leadership and, and his athletic flair. And they made some plays. And they never got down on themselves. And they continued to be disciplined. And they kept flying to the football. And they hung around. And at the end of the day, they found a way to win. Like So to answer your question, what I'm confident in is, is that this team is young. They don't know any better. They're going to continue to fly around. They believe in what they're being told right now. They're going to keep relentless effort is going to come your way. They're disciplined, whether it's 85 degrees out or it's a monsoon out there. For some reason, this group is dialed in and they don't make a lot of mistakes. Maybe part of that is, is the decision by the coaching staff to actually have these guys play quite a bit in the preseason, especially in the third game. So you iron some of that crap out. So at the end of the day, where they may lack in certain areas, their dedication to discipline following the coach's game plan, I think makes them less likely to beat themselves or get boat raced because they're very infre- very infrequently, at least so far, have they made that catastrophic, stupid mistake. That may all change Sunday night up in Green Bay. Right. I get it. We've seen weird stuff it. happen I up get there. It. I totally get it. Was was it as fun as it looked? Uh, it was. <laughs> it, it had its ups and downs, for sure. I mean, really, the, the weather didn't, at first, it wasn't too fun um, until I felt like the rain started coming down towards the end when they needed to get a few drives going and then once the rain started coming down then that's when it got forward knowing that the rain was impacting them and knowing that the game was getting closer to a definite win um but i mean definitely warming up in it and having to accept the fact that i was going through soaked shoes and socks and just all of that was definitely a, an adjustment but i mean at the end of the day it all felt better with the win we couldn't see everybody on tv did you get in on the post very good feel nah. you realize yeah, iconic i mean really watching the video i mean they got videos uh I mean, you were all- there i don't think i would have been caught on reasonable being able to experience that with this new regime with this new team new state so paint the picture we so we see the celebration on the field with the slip and slide what's that post game locker room like 
I mean, definitely a lot of juice, a lot of energy. Um, just really being able to experience that with this new regime, with this new team, new staff. I mean, it's definitely our first. I mean, the preseason, we won all of those games, but to really have something that really counts, um, something we've been looking forward to. I mean, we all know that what that San Francisco organization is all about. They won a lot of games. They were in the NFC Championship last year. So just to start off with a big-time win like that definitely feels good for everything that we're trying to build moving forward. Yeah, and uh, did you miss Club Dub? Yeah, I, mean, I thought we still had it. I thought that was a Bears organization thing. I didn't know that was something that the old staff did, but I'm definitely going to try to work some something out to get Club Dub back because we didn't have no music. We didn't have the juice. We didn't cut the lights off and with the strobe lights. We got to bring all that back. Oh, that's hilarious. So did you go in there ready to dance and then you're <laughs> yeah, like disappointed? I'm, I'm t- I was talking to the cameras, talking about Club Dub, telling everybody 21 and older. And then I go in there and it's them collecting the uniforms and the soda pads. There wasn't no music. Lights were still on. So, I mean, I, I was a little lost. I thought everybody had Club Dub. <laughs> I'm going to definitely go back and talk to Coach Matt in the leadership meeting to tell him we need some Club Dub back in there for sure. Absolutely, because we played it. Coach Fluce after the game or Coach Matt, he was just like, he was just like, yeah, just be normal. Just be normal. Yeah, yeah just, no, 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 no. We got to bring the juice. <laughs> I love it. All right, all right so this close is the, the club. This is another thing we were. Yeah, they shut the club down. <laughs> they shut it down. I think that he's perfectly suited to play Will in this system. But he did miss a ton of time because of the nonsense that was going on with his contract negotiation. His first go-round, and obviously it was monsoon conditions, what did you think of what you saw? We didn't have him graded with a particularly good game at all, um, which is not a new thing with Roquan Smith. His grading has been pretty weak for a while now um, in PFS system. And, you know, you put on the tape, and he's an interesting player because he reads the game well. um, And you can see that every single play. He's able to get to the right place he's able to work his way off blocks and he's able to make plays and he ends up getting a lot of tackles but a lot of the time um it's only after kind of sacrificing the yardage on the play you know he's driven backwards by blocks he takes a while to shed them and and the running back ends up making a positive play for the offense before roquan smith has had a chance to make a play he's also um, when you look at tracking data and things like that he moves more than most linebackers in the NFL when it comes to false steps, play action, that kind of thing. Teams are able to get him out of position before he has a chance to recover and then kind of work his way back into the play, which he generally does. But those false steps, those uh, biting on the play action, those kinds of things, they take him out of position. It means that teams are able to make plays into areas that he should have. So, um, I, I think that was the same kind of game we saw that he was, he made a lot of tackles. He was in a lot of plays, but they weren't necessarily, you know, defensive stops. So he had, I think 10 total tackles by our numbers in terms of solo and assist, but only two of those were defensive stops. So that means eight, 80% of those tackles were offensive successful plays. You know, they were keeping the offense ahead of the chains and, and making inroads into where they were into first downs. Brad, Matt Eberflus met the media yesterday at Howells Hall, 2.45, he was right on time. Wondered what you thought about the fact that he was not really playing along and he did not want to pander. He said the Packers game sounded like any other game, any other week, did not want to get caught up in closing the gap between the Bears and the Packers and the organizations and really said all he's focused on is controlling the controllables. And it didn't sound like he was going to be swept away either by the victory or the chance to win a game 
his first game in this rivalry. One of the messages that he has uh, been putting out there, and, and he did again yesterday, and he's done so before, is you know their entire focus is on us, okay? And and they and I I get that to a degree. I mean, there's a big element of coach speak to that, but when you've got such a young roster, and and you just literally want these guys to try to get better week to week to week as you go, you, then maybe you just kind of dial in on that. And I'm, and I'm glad that, uh, you know, he's not getting swept up in uh, the Packers being a bigger game than any other game because while that may make uh, a certain segment of the fan base thrilled to hear that uh, the Packer game is more important to the coach, the reality is there's so few games – they're they're pretty much all equal. Division games counting a little bit more, but uh, the Packers not more so than the than the Lions or the Vikings. Uh, and and that's how most of the players look at it. When you hear a player say, "Oh yeah, the Packer game means more to me," yeah, generally I, I'm giving an eye roll to that because I I think they're just uh, they're they're trying to say what they think people want to uh, hear out there. Um, so I, I didn't have an issue with what he said, and I think it's consistent with the message that he's been giving to his players, uh, as well. That that's the biggest takeaway in my mind. There is the adage that you, you go after an experienced quarterback and you defend a guy like Rogers, right? You don't want to try to go after him, but what if his tackles are compromised? What if you feel there's an advantage with his uh, defensive, uh, excuse me, his offensive front, and you want to talk about lack of weapons. He threw a touchdown pass to a receiver, and uh, and he didn't even he didn't even manage to get uh, to get that going. Um, the guy drops the ball. Do you pressure him in that circumstance? And he got sacked four times, and it looked like his neck was hurt. He got hit around a lot. He got hit a lot. You know, I, I think the problem is. You know, he doesn't play in the preseason, right? Yeah. He doesn't do anything there. And all of a sudden, just picture this, that now guys are getting dressed, and here's these rookie receivers. You know, they may have not have caught a ball. And they look across the locker room, and Aaron Rodgers is putting his pads on, <laughs> right? I mean, he's putting his eye black on. And these guys, they're all – in the stalls in the bathroom. I mean, they're, they're, they're I mean, and, and then they go out there, and that was uh, on national TV in the prime game and on and on and on, division game. So it was disappointing uh, because, like he said afterwards, hey, we're all professionals, we're all paid money. If the ball hits your hands, you got to catch the football. Uh, you know, so that, that was disappointing, their execution. But to me, the Packers, and I said this three weeks ago, someone asked me, I said, the Packers are going to have to win, even if Alan Lazard was back. And, and let's, let's not, I'm not defending anybody from Green Bay. You guys know that. Or Aaron Rodgers. But his top three receivers were not on the field, right? Yes. Two of them leave, and, and Lazard is hurt. So he's, showed. he's starting from scratch, yeah. and it showed. But – with that in and mind, he criticized those guys. He, I mean, he, he didn't play them. at all, and, and he, he complained on them. the sidelines. He was very obviously and outwardly disgusted by what was going on. Well, you know what? I, I don't. I, I kind of support him. I, I can tell you that Tom Brady's first minicamp in Tampa, there was a rookie 
running back that came in and wrong the, ran the wrong route, and uh, he let him have and it. And Tom Brady called the kid over and said, "Listen, I don't even know if he knew his name." He says, "If you don't run the right route, until you do, I will never throw you a ball again." You got to respect That's that a little and bit. He, and he walked yeah. away from the guy. So I mean, <laughs> I, I get I get where Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is. Hey, the clock's running on him. He's trying to get to the Super Bowl. I got no problem with that. I really don't. Uh, Doesn't these fifty guys, million buy a little leadership, Dave? These got well. He is leading. That might be his okay. brand is, of leadership. He is he, love. He right. is leading, he, Dave. But here's the at the end of the day. I said they're going to have to run the ball with their veteran running backs and how they're going to have to win early until this thing on offense comes together. The Packers is defense. They're two number ones on the defense. They had a top 10 defense a year ago. This, the defense to me was the most disappointing thing for the Packers in that game. Dan Aguirre, there was a lot I've got five things that I wanted to hit on. <laughs> Take it away, brother. First off, with what Wani was just saying, and I love Dave Wanstead as an analyst, and I was a fan of him as a Bear, mm-hmm. as the Bears coach, and coming after Ditka, that probably was harder for him to achieve with me because I love Ditka so much. But yet, I before Wani's rookie year was over 93, I thought, you know what? I like this guy. Fuck it, man. I like him. I mean, he's not Ditka, but I like him. So... But I just disagree with them wholeheartedly. I don't understand why there's this mass obsession of defending Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not just saying that because he's a Packer, but everybody in the media. Could you imagine for one second if that had been Jay Cutler? (laughs) Everyone would have jumped on him and said, see, he's an asshole. See, I told you he has no leadership skills. He calls his receivers out. He smokes cigarettes, you know, all this bullshit. They just they had one guy they didn't like, and there's one guy that they want to blow constantly. And Rogers acts every bit of just petulant as Cutler could have ever acted. He's just I mean, he's worse than Jay. Anytime something's not going right, he's always on the sidelines bitching and calling people out. He's not the guy that's in there cool when you're down 10 saying relax like he is on his podcast. He's a fair-weather fucker is what he is. If he's on a bad team, he's calling everybody out. Go ahead. Sorry. No, please don't don't apologize. I I just want to give you a quick reply and then go on to all the four other uh, points. Greg Gabriel today on Gabriel Talks Football said he has lost a lot of respect for Aaron Rodgers for his behavior on the sideline and the way he was fucking, you know, annihilating his young wide receivers. And I, I, I sort of agree with you and Greg, but at the same time, during a game when there's a lot going on and passions are heavy, guys who are great quarterbacks, and Jay Cutler was not a great quarterback. I guys agree. Great quarterbacks like Rodgers and Brady. Now, I know comparing the two and putting saying the same names in the same sentence about being great. I know that's that's not totally fair to Tom Brady because he's got the rings and Rodgers only has one. But I, I do kind of forgive Rodgers a little bit for his behavior. And I'm not a fan of Aaron Rodgers' behavior or his weird acts and so forth, but I am a fan of his quarterbacking. Please go ahead. I just disagree with that. Uh, again, I've got a guy that that – uh, it's not the same thing, but at nine one one later, who I have to carry right now because he's new. 
And it's my job to carry him when he's new and to make sure that he's okay because I'm his fucking supervisor. So in that scenario, if Rodgers is the supervisor, the man, the quarterback, and you've got a couple of rookies, it's your fucking job to make them better. Mm-hmm. It's not you can't just fucking call them out in the middle of adversity and shit on them. Like you've got to be the guy that's cool and collected so that they can fucking respond to you and believe in you when shit's going bad. You know, you can't just be throwing temper tantrums in week one, no less. Yes, I, I get I, it in the playoffs and emotions are high or whatever. But if that had been Cutler, regardless of the circumstances, the media would have said, see, he's an asshole. But Rogers, they just fucking protect him. I don't know why. I agree with every word you said uh, up until the end. I haven't seen the media's reaction or heard the media's reaction to Rogers' behavior yesterday, but I don't think it went over really well. I doubt that it did, but traditionally that is correct. They make excuses for Aaron Rodgers. My hope is that, like I said earlier in the show, is that they'd start looking at the Aaron Rodgers narrative a little bit more, that he is not, that he is Darth Vader. He is a bad person. He is an eccentric asshole, narcissistic, egotistical, doesn't care about others. He is an Ayn Rand lover. And Ayn Rand, for those who don't know, was wrote a book called The Virtue of Selfishness. This guy is a selfish bastard. And so, and you know, I... So, anyways, please go on with your second. I agree, uh, and I'll quit my rant on Rogers. It's just, it's just amazing to me. Since two thousand eight, we've had to deal with this same shit over and over. And, and Chris Collinsworth is going to be sucking his dick on air Sunday night to the point where I'll probably have to turn on Tom Thayer and Jeff Joniak. But okay, speaking of Green Bay, I disagree so wholeheartedly with Brad Biggs. I don't think it's pretentious for a Bear player to be thinking that the Green Bay game is big. I get why Eberflus is trying to downplay it with the media. Mark Tressman did that as well, saying that each individual game is its own game and doesn't matter more than the other. But if you're a member of the Chicago Bears, especially someone that's been there the last couple of years, and you know that Rodgers said, I own you, and you know that this is the team you have not been able to beat consistently, and you know to get to the playoffs, it's a lot easier if you win the division. So the divisional games, obviously conference games too, but division is your number one goal. If you can get four, five, six wins in your division, you're almost guaranteed a playoff spot. So those games do matter more. And for Brad Biggs to say that they don't, again, to me is asinine, but I usually disagree with Brad Biggs. All right, Uh, quick comment there. Sure. I I understand why a football head coach, Matt Eberflus in this case, would want to downplay the emotional aspects of it because you don't want your be- players to behave in a way that is going to upset the game with a stupid penalty, with a late hit, or anything like that. You want them to be level-headed and play hard all 17 games. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. So that makes sense. But at the same time, our greatest success in my lifetime it has been Mike Ditka telling Forrest Gregg, you're a fucking asshole for the way you are, who you are, where you play, where your team is located, and we're going to kick your fucking ass. And the Neanderthal in me fucking loved that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Uh, but ultimately that led to our quarterback getting body slammed and us not winning a championship in 86. So exactly. uh, there's a couple of ways of looking at it. Um, interestingly, I did not realize that Dan Weeder had gone to the score. I guess he was pissed. He didn't get the gig at ESPN after That's what Steven Nagishi says that it's been rumored that he's pissed at, at that. He wasn't uh, Jeff Dickerson's replacement. I had not heard that, but that's interesting. That's just me freestyling there. Okay. Uh, I, he's probably, I didn't hear the interview because I didn't listen to anybody particularly over the weekend. I was busy, but I bet he was probably still saying, well, you know, this is probably a four win team. Because I'm negative at all times. But anyway, uh, let's rewind. Uh, I wanted to, two more points. One on Eberflus. The reason I kept telling you all the the entire offseason, in my opinion, which was not a fact, but my opinion, that the Bears would be better. And of course, it's only one game in. But the reason I believed that, the reason I believed we could win Aldo on Sunday was because I, the coach was a real coach. I mean, like we've we've all intimated – there's no way that Matt Nagy comes back from that deficit in the rain, down 10. Uh, he can't make adjustments. You know, the fact that they could win that game is exactly why I thought they'd be better because you've got better players. You've got a, a, a schedule to a certain degree. It's not as hard. And you've got real coaches. Mm. And that showed itself immediately in week one because – I, can you tell me one game where Matt Nagy made some adjustments? And the only one that comes to head is uh, my head that I, I always reference is that San Diego, or maybe they were LA Chargers already, when they came into Chicago, the second half they start running the eye formation and, and are running the ball down the Chargers' throat, and then they stop it. And he says, I didn't come here to run the eye formation. So even when he made adjustments, he still stubbornly went back to his bullshit offense. It's just his arrogance. So I'm so dumb with Nagy, but the, but the point is here is to praise Eberflus. And that's the reason I felt that the Bears could be good this year. And the last point I wanted to make. Oh, before you go there. Sure. For your last point, I agree with everything you said. And I want to add that Kyle Shanahan for the San Francisco 49ers is a glorified Matt Nagy. This guy is doesn't give a fuck what the hell is going on with the rest of the team. He just wants to call plays. He should go back to being an offensive coordinator because his record as a head coach, Matt Nagy, I think, has a better record. So um, this whole uh, fucking national media sucking Kyle Shanahan's dick that's not for me, man. I, I don't I don't see where this guy because that team has had a lot of talent, a lot of talent. Uh, Lynch, you can criticize him for whatever, and he deserves some criticism. But he's loaded that team with a lot of talent. That in some cases, a better head coach, a better manager of people like a Matt Eberflus would have gotten more out of a Solomon Thomas would have gotten more out of uh, other players that failed in that system. And the whole fact that Kyle Shanahan was fucking banging the desk for Trey Lance to be the quarterback and choosing Lance over Justin Fields is another dagger in the Kyle Shanahan myth that has to stop and the Bears, I think, made a big fucking statement on Sunday regarding Kyle Shanahan's reputation. Please, your final point. My final point was with Roquan. Um, and again, this is just an opinion. It is not a fact, and it's off of one game. But a couple of weeks ago, when we were heavy into the hold-in conversation, 
I was like, I don't know. I don't think Roquan is a top three linebacker. I didn't really offer any reason why other than my eye test. But this, everything the PFF guy was saying, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Roquan, but I didn't think he was top three or even top five. He's good. I felt that Roquan and Allen Robinson were both two guys that the Bears fans wanted to be great and put over as being great, even though they were good. And a Rob, uh, I, what was it? One pass he was thrown to him last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, I pre- mm-hmm. I said it. I predicted. I thought he'd have a shit season in L.A. But and I was had my head bitten off on, on that particular show by the Jordan guy. Uh, so I, I think that uh, I want I wrote I want Roquan to play well. I want him to justify getting a contract extension. I want him to retire as a Bear. But man, I don't think he is as good as we thought he was. I swear. I agree with you, and there were a couple of people in the chat room who said the same thing. CJ, for one, said, yeah, there's Sam Monson is making a lot of good points. And I, I remember back in the uh, 100 Proof days, Shane Marsaw, and I think I've mentioned this once or twice before, Shane Marsaw asked me, would you make a trade for uh, now called Keel Leonard and uh, Quentin Nelson for James Daniels and Roquan Smith? I said, Fucking A, I would. And he said, you're fucking crazy. Well, I think now, four, four years later, I've been proven correct. That was That's a deal you make because Leonard is a ball hawk. Leonard forces fumbles. Leonard gets interceptions. Leonard is a force as a weak side linebacker who deserves every penny that he's got. Roquan has exceptional skills, no doubt about it. But does he make the big plays that Leonard does? No. And of course, we know that Nelson is headed toward the Hall of Fame and James Daniels is headed for second string uh, with his new team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So great stuff. And I want to add a couple of more thoughts regarding the media mashup that we just presented is, um, by the way, Courtney Cronin, outstanding analysis. Applause for her. I, I, I expect that next year she'll be working national ESPN or, or maybe for some other network. But uh, I agree totally with her. Justin Fields' athleticism, I don't know why more and more people aren't fucking highlighting this. This, to me, is beyond the athleticism of Lamar Jackson. And I know Lamar Jackson is, is, has been called probably the most athletic quarterback in the history of the NFL. But Justin Fields, to me, is a better passer than Lamar Jackson. He is also has all the skills to just have more success as a quarterback than Lamar Jackson and probably a lot of other of the great quarterbacks. Watch what's, what's going to happen with Justin Fields. I truly believe that his exceptional athletic skills and his desire to be the absolute best and what he has shown – to create on busted plays is going to be exceptional and it's going to lead this team to a lot of playoff wins. Now, I also she also talked about the peanut punch, which to me is one of the plays of the game. Nothing resulted in it in terms of points, but this is an example of Eberflus preaching something and we seeing the results of it. That is outstanding. And, and it bring, brings us back to the, the days of Lovey. So that nostalgia, we, we we grasp to, you know? Absolutely. And then uh, at the top of the show, uh, Mully and, uh, and Hall uh, show, I think it was Weederer who was talking about Dominique Robinson and, and Eddie Jackson. And as you said, 
It's just great to see Eddie Jackson doing what he does best. Put him in that fucking position where he can make plays, where he can read the quarterback and jump on passes. Do that and don't fucking force him to be an eight in the box. You got to do it once in a while just to show quarterbacks different shit. But for the most part, he's got to be that fucking playmaker as that number one safety, center field safety. Let him fucking feast on that. And then the other thing is fucking Dominic Robinson. Holy shit. I mean, when you consider this was his 16th game ever, ever to play defensive end. Maybe didn't play it in high school, didn't play it in college. I mean, he did, but it's a 16-game total. This is amazing. His performance was amazing. And I expect if David Bakhtiari and the other tackle, Elton Jenkins, are not playing Sunday, he might get three sacks. And even if they're playing, he's probably going to attract holding penalties. No, forget forget about that. The Packers never get called for holding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm just fucking excited about the, the possibilities of Dominic Robinson becoming another Richard Dent with the Chicago Bears. It's outstanding. outstanding. Let's hope he doesn't become Mark Anderson. But, uh, you know, uh, just the one good year. Yeah, but I agree with you. It's an, I, I'm not being negative. I'm just saying let's I hope he can sustain it like a Richard Dent. And the sky's the limit with him, though. Like you said, he's in his 16th game ever playing defense in his first start in the National Football League, heading into to week number two. Uh, there's a lot for us to be hopeful about. I mean, there. Uh, if you're a Bears fan right now, even if you hadn't beaten San Francisco, if you don't think that there's a chance to, to beat Green Bay, then why are we fans? Yeah. I agree with you. I, I mean, he, there's always an upset in the making. Like, even even if this was like 98 and Steve Stenstrom was playing, I'd still hope that somehow we could pull off the upset. Like, the, the Cutler game on Thanksgiving. Like, things happen. So, why not Why not Sunday, man? Why not 2-0? I agree with you. I really do believe that. Um, I, I asked Gabriel because he predicted, just like you, a Bears win over the 49ers. I asked Greg Gabriel for a prediction. He says, I want to see the injury report first. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say, we don't need to see the injury report. Even if David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins play, which, by the way, Ian Rappaport said doesn't look good for those guys. But even if they did play, I think I still like the Bears' chances of, uh, of an upset in Green Bay. Plus... As Greg pointed out today on GTF, fucking Aaron Rodgers was bashed around in that game. And you saw him getting massages on the sideline and stretching his neck and so forth. And uh, Dominic Robinson could be Shea McClinahan. <laughs> Shea McClinahan. Shea McClinahan. <laughs> Shea McClellan. <laughs> I always had a problem pronouncing his name. So George Bush had a uh, press secretary named Scott McClellan. Oh, that's right. That's right. Who, yeah, I don't know if he's related, but yeah. He wrote a book basically saying, yeah, I wasn't a part of any of those weird things that he did. And his dad was involved with LBJ, Barr McClellan. So how about that? I did that? not know that. I did yeah, he's in, know. He, he accuses Johnson of being part of the uh, assassination. Wow. Oh, interesting. We got to do a yeah. political show someday. I know Nomad wants us to do a political show. He, he'd love to jump in on that. All right, um, we are just uh, minutes away from the Bears girls joining us. That is uh, the Spanish language podcast uh, hosted by Heidi, 
Alma and Nazle. Oh, I'll miss. I'm mispronouncing her name. I know I am, and I apologize already. Um, and and that, oh, I'm getting it. Okay. Both of them, uh, Almis and Heidi, are with us now. I'm going to bring them on. I now love Heidi. going to run a little late, so uh, we'll welcome her in. And Tooch, are you ready to jump in, too? <laughs> love it. I love it. You got to unmute, though. <laughs> it's part of the business. <laughs> what the heck is going on with this microphone? Oh, it's, here we are. Aldo, Victory uh, Tuesday. Victory Tuesday. You announced it. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I was, uh, you and I talked before the show, and I had uh, a little bit of uh, education Sunday in the Tooch household. This is how we start uh, Bears fandom. Uh -huh. I'm dad, I'm so happy the Bears won. Me too, sweetheart. And the Packers lost. That was clever. That was clever. Here's the question for you guys, though, for real. Would you rather, as a Bears fan, if you thought what would lead to a Bears victory Sunday, would you rather Green Bay be 0-1 or 1-0? Um, give me... Oh and one. Oh and one, yes. Definitely. But isn't it more likely for them to be one and one than oh and two? I was almost rooting for them to beat Minnesota because I thought it would help us our chances of beating them. But fuck it. All right, we got what we want. I want to be oh and two, but anyway, tell us your the state of affairs here. Oh, right on. Week one victory. It's it, this wasn't a game that Matt Nagy could have came back from, right? No Absolutely. way. Half time half time adjustments. Love it, love it. Half, I'm so happy to have uh, halftime adjustments, man, because, you know, we're going into halftime, and uh, uh, John Buffone and, and Tyler Ellis were a little bit down, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, Barflies were like, come on, Buffone, pick it up. Come on, Gaines, pick it up. And here we are, we come out. Man, it was a great uh, second half, you know, but you can't overreact too much because the weather was a huge factor. Like, oh, Cole Komet didn't get any catches. Darnell, nobody could do anything in there i mean you, you bring out a towel you get a penalty right mm -hmm. and then uh we instead of club dub we got club hydroplane <laughs> i love it right man <laughs> when's the last time a bears opened the second half with three straight touchdowns <laughs> three straight touchdowns yeah, remember Danny? For, for years nagy's teams couldn't score in the third quarter remember that is right yep Right. Got 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 pressure from our front four, man. If we if we can get pressure from our front four, a lot of that back seven, you know, to to to, to cover, especially on third down, be getting off the field a lot more on third down, man. Uh, Dominique Robinson, I mean, a lot of rookies, a lot of rookies did some great things. I love the shirt pull down of uh, Lance, some strong mm -hmm. hands there, man. Eddie Jackson's first interception since 2019. I couldn't believe it. I said, three years this guy went out. We've been trying to fire him for three years, Aldo. That's right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he got he got trucked in the end zone, though, by uh, what's uh, Debo Samuel knocked him down, man. We had Towelgate with uh, Trenton Gill. Someone needs to uh, tell Trenton to read the rule book. Santos took the blame for that, though. Did he? 
Yeah. Cairo like, said, I'm the veteran. I should have known better. I didn't know better. Uh, it's not his fault. It. No, but the coaches, the, the special teams coach should have taken the blame on that. We'll yeah. see what he says on Thursday. It's like, rookie, get that towel, bring it out here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. A uh, lack of penalties from uh, the preseason continued into the regular season. I love it. This is what Dan was talking about with new coaches and everything. Yeah, with, well uh, we have real coaches. Nice. I've been saying that Maggie was a fake coach. Since 2019, Danny. You did. Not, you called it out. The same time as Eddie Jackson start intercepting, stopped intercepting the ball was when we realized Nagy was a fraud. Things have been bad since 2019. Now they're looking up, man. Got the Packers, Packers week next week. Uh, the Packers again. You know, they lost last year. Same thing. They got blown out by the Saints. Then they rattled off seven straight victories. So uh, let's hope that uh, they don't ra- they're rattling off six straight after next week. That's all I got to say. 30 years of this shit, man. 30 <laughs> fucking years since 1992 where the Bears sparingly beat them and then they kick our ass. I mean, if, if not now, when? Mm-hmm. This is when things have to turn, and this has to be the start of that Sunday night. Yep, I agree. There's six straight victories against us. You know, let's go. Let's break that streak right now. They're not getting seven. Yep. All right, my mom taught me uh, before she passed a long, long time ago is never keep a woman or women waiting. And so because of that, I want to hurry up and bring in Heidi. How are you, Heidi? Hola! <laughs> so happy to be here. Hello, Judge. Hi, uh, Heidi. <laughs> thank you, Aldo. I am, I am a bit disappointed because I can't see Dan. I don't see him, eh? I know I don't have a camera here at work, Heidi, but I still love you, though. I yeah, I love you too, but I have to see you, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. You still sound like Penelope Cruz to me, so I, I, I do. It. Okay, perfect. I love your accent. I love it. Well, uh, wait until you listen to my friends. <laughs> it's going to be a tough competition. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Heidi, I want you to introduce your friend who's coming on because I know Nasli is running a little late, so she'll join us in about 15 minutes or so or maybe earlier. But uh, why don't you introduce your other co-host on your show, on your podcast, Bears Girls? Oh, yes. Yes. I would gladly do so. Her name is Almis or Alma. She goes by the name of Almis. Uh, She lives in California, but she's right now in Chicago. And she's my co-host along with Nasle. Um, we're a trio of um, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my girls. They are my girls. I could be their mom. But uh, we are very good friends. And we are having so much fun with this new project. Um, I, I, I hope everybody likes them likes the the project and i am very thankful that you invited us here so here's my friend alma almis almis alma whatever your name is you're beautiful and i can't wait to talk football with you how are you hi thank you um you can call me almis it's fine um well yes thank you for that amazing introduction to my friend Heidi, I adore her. And well, I, like Heidi told you, I currently live in California in Sacramento. Uh, But now I'm here in Chicago for a couple of um, 
for a couple of days. Uh, I'm leaving on Sunday, but uh, we were so happy and so glad uh, since you told Heidi that you were inviting us to your podcast. We were so excited with this new project. Uh, we adore the bears. We adore the NFL, all the football, and we are very glad to be in a lot of places uh, trying to be ourselves like we are just like us. Well, I, I have to ask you, and guys, you know, jump in whenever you want, but I, I've got tons of questions, so please, but please jump in whenever you Can want. Can I ask Heidi something? Of course. Heidi, uh, and I, I don't know the answer to this. Obviously, you and I talked a lot over the last couple of years, you know, friends and such online and about the Bears, and but I didn't know your podcast was in the works, and maybe it means I'm a shitty friend, and I apologize. So can you tell me how this all came about? Like, what inspired you to do your own show, and how did, how did it come together? Uh, first of all, I think I am the shitty one because I should have told you before, but it hasn't been very long. This is um, we are, we just uh, recorded our fifth episode, and uh, it started with well, actually, Almis was the one that started it. She <laughs> she had this idea, and because Nasle, Almis, and myself, we became very good friends in our Bears uh, chat. So she she came up with the idea and she's pretty much the one behind all these and uh, I'm very thankful to her yeah, because this is this is crazy I I mean I love it I love the project and we're getting very good feedback so uh, and it's mostly in Spanish but we already uh, yeah, had an interview with Joel. Larry Borum's mom, and it went very well. It was, we had a lot of fun and looks like she enjoyed it very much. So we're barely starting then, so that's it. Well, well I hope I'll it goes well. And have you recovered from Akeem Hicks leaving? Yes. <laughs> 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 to be honest, yes, I have. <laughs> uh, he was your guy, man. Yeah, but mostly because he was a bear. So he's not a bear anymore, so what can I do? So fuck him. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, well, maybe. No, no. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna answer that. <laughs> In any way. <laughs> I mean, how is it that you became a Chicago Bears fan? Well, it was um since the first time I came to Chicago in 2010. Mm -hmm. Uh I fell in love with the city. Uh, it was the first city that I visited in the US after many years. Uh, I have family living here, so we came to visit them. And I loved the city. So I started like trying to know more about, um, which uh, like my brother is a Dallas Cowboys fan since forever. So that was the only team that I knew about the NFL like because of him. So, um, in 2010, when I came here to Chicago, uh, I started like doing a research about the the teams who played that played here in the city. So then I found that the Chicago Bears were on the NFL. So I started following them, and that's it, pretty much. Like in, since 2010, 
2011, maybe. I see. And do you have a favorite bear? Like Heidi had Akeem Hicks. I got to ask Heidi who her favorite bear is now, but do you have a favorite bear? Yes, <laughs> but it's pretty much because I love him so much. <laughs> Cole, Cole Kemet, Kemet, I don't know how to spell it. Kemet, yeah. Yeah, but he's like, he's too young for me, so I just love him. <laughs> I, I would never say that he's too young for you because uh, guys like Cole Kemet, uh, I'm too old to say this, but guys like Cole Komet love older women. So, have you ever met Zach Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> but I like I'm 35 years old, and he is like 23 or something like that. So he is like my cousin's age, maybe. So we could be more like friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't stop there. <laughs> By the way, we've got about 50 guys in the chat room right now who are begging for your phone number. <laughs> and they, they want to see you before you go back to Mexico or California. <laughs> they, they, can already, they can start a, a fan club, Alamis fan club. <laughs> I love that idea. I love that. Toot, you got a question for any of, the, of our ladies? Were you at the game Sunday? I, yes, I went to the game on Sunday. Nice. It was it was amazing. Like it was my first time uh that I could make it to the soldier field because all the times that I came before uh to Chicago, it was pretty much like in November and like for Thanksgiving and the birds didn't play here, so I was always very upset with myself. So the first game that I saw uh, of the Chicago Bears was in 2014 against the San Francisco, actually, in the Levi's Stadium, and the Bears won. And uh, so it was my first time here in Chicago, like, watching a game in the Soldier Field. So it was like a dream for me being there, like, just like being inside the stadium for me was just like the best experience. Like I've been in other NFL games, but this has been like, I, I think that the top of my, of my list. So like, even though it was raining, like it was so cold, I ended up like, you know, drowned, like, oh my God, it was uh, insane. But at the same time, I was so excited to be in there. Like, I I didn't thought about like getting wet. I was just like enjoying the the time, the moment, and having so much fun with a lot of fans and and yelling and you know all all the things that that you can enjoy being in a game. Dan, what do you got? Wow, I mean, what a first game! And I my first time at Soldier Field wasn't as dramatic as hers in terms of the weather, but I understand that feeling of everyone else shits on the stadium, but it feels like, you know, holy to me as a Bears fan. So I definitely, uh, the way Almis felt being in the stadium, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. I'm just a white fuck, so I'm trying. No uh, worries, it's fine. <laughs> Gringo. But uh, Gringo was his name all. But no, yeah, I, uh, yeah, you're beautiful, and I'm glad you got to experience uh, that first uh, win there, and I wish I were there. Uh, our guy, um, the other Dan, Shorty, was there. 
Yeah, our, our uh, one of our other podcast hosts, Mr. Shorty, he was there as well. He was in the end zone right where Equinemius St. Brown caught the touchdown and threw the ball. He was around that area. Where were you seated, uh, Anis? I was on section 440 uh -huh. at the top. Yeah, getting wet up there, huh? Yeah, very wet. Like, <laughs> like <Salt>. very wet. <laughs> I cannot even explain, like, I came home and I took a bath because I was just like, everything was wet in me, yeah. but... Get, getting hot in here, Aldo. <laughs> uh, by the way, did you ladies know that um, John Santucci up there comes from an adult film background? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Are we up? <laughs> Brought to you by Manscaped. <laughs> and just like Deshaun Watson, he wants a finger in his ass. <laughs> Don't, remember, remember, I asked for your help this morning on Twitter. Yeah, I'm waiting for you to slide into my no, DMs. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I'll remember, if you've, I'll remember this. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen any of uh, Tucci's uh, adult movies before, but I have to tell you, and I'll say this in Spanish because I'm too embarrassed to say in English. Dicen que él tiene una pinga grande. <laughs> well, that's better than the alternative. <laughs> Very true. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Judge, again, uh, about that help I need. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's about fantasy football, so I'll ask you later. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm recent. This I'm, is I'm on the next plane to Acapulco. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm recent. One of the movies that he started, in fact, I think this was his very first movie. He was a, a lot younger and lighter uh, in terms of weight. <laughs> oh, the, the movie is called Cruising with Tooch. Uh, <laughs> you can find that at any of your adult video stores. <laughs> That's the first video that Aaron Rodgers beat off to. Oh. <laughs> I'm taking notes here. <laughs> I don't want to miss anything. Heidi, there is a rumor that Aaron Rodgers likes to be with men in an intimate way. Do you believe that rumor? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course I do. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Let's just no, make that no, clear. No, no. <laughs> no, nothing. Uh, nothing. I miss. Do you want to uh, share your opinion on uh, Aaron Rodgers' sex life? <laughs> good, good call. I hate Aaron Rodgers. So, <laughs> are you worried, Almis, that Aaron Rodgers is going to continue to own the Chicago Bears Sunday night when the Bears play the Packers at Lambeau Field? Um, I'm worried, but I. But I trust my guys. I'm trusting this new head coach, this new team. Uh, I'm trusting on, on all these uh, things that they are doing, like with these new boys, Justin mm -hmm. Fields and everything. Mm -hmm. So I hope they don't lose like 
the score is not like that we feel shame, right? Right. Like, if there aren't more than 20 points, it's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but I hope, I hope that we this time can win against Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah, I hate, I hate that guy. Like, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he is looking uh, mucho sexy. No. <laughs> uh, Tooch likes him. <laughs> Can I hear you? <laughs> uh, Heidi, what do you think about uh, Aaron Rodgers Sunday night against the Packers? Uh, how worried are you that he's going to – because last year in, in their first game, the Packers' first game, they lost like a terrible game just like this this year. So, But they came back in game uh -huh. two and had a tremendous game. How worried are you that he's going to take out his frustration on the Bears? Yeah, exactly. I I'm afraid it could happen because it happened before. Mm -hmm. But looking at his numbers and his uh, defense numbers, and I compared them to our numbers uh, uh, against the Niners. We are not that bad. The comparison is not that huge. So I'm a bit confident. Uh, I can't be 100% sure because it's, it's Rodgers and it's the Packers and it's at home in mm -hmm. Lambeau. So... Those those three tiny little uh, details are are huge, but uh, after again after comparing the num the numbers and I I did watch that game that game, uh, he he really looked bad. He looked off, but that's a problem because it happened before. If after after a terrible first game, he came back and crushed us. So I'm just. I'm just hoping Iberflus is really um, taking taking care of that mm -hmm. before before making the adjustments before we start the game. Mm -hmm. He did make adjust adjustments this time. I hope this time he makes them before, and uh, we start very a very very good first half from the yeah. beginning, right? Not and, not the second half exactly right. well, from the beginning. Bit Big important thing regarding last year and this year, there's a difference. Is there's no Devante Adams, you know, so he he is really upset with his young receivers and not having Devante, which is his fault. He should have told Devante here, take some of my money and stay here in Green Bay because I need you. No, yeah, but he didn't want that, nope. and his receivers weren't that good, and either yeah. they weren't that good, and they could only score. One touchdown, and so I'm a bit more confident this this time than any other time. I like your confidence. Oh, how, where's your confidence? Oh, go ahead, Dan. Did oh, I didn't say anything, but I'll talk. That was me, actually. <laughs> I was going to ask them if they think uh, uh, Rogers might have run out of ayahuasca or peyote before the game. Ah. <laughs> I call him now Mr. Ayahuasca. <laughs> You know how That's people do that religious, like trying to convert themselves from homosexuality through like some kind of conversion thing. That's what Rogers is doing with the drugs. Um, he's like, maybe I can actually get a woman off if I take this medicine and I pretend that I love them, and I don't really want some guy's cock. But anyway, he might need, he might need a Bears Girl podcast intervention, Aldo. Ah, we don't want him. We don't want him feeling no. happy. Uh, mm -mm. No thanks. I'm, I'm okay. 
I miss if you had Aaron Rodgers on your podcast, what would be the first question that you ask him? Mm. Do you hate the bears? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, I think he would say that he yeah. would love the Bears if they were all in the shower together with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I know, Dan, you had a question, right? I, well, no, I wasn't going to say anything, but I will point out that my initial prediction, uh, going back to the summer, and I'm going to stick with it because I'm, I'm trying to bring this into fruition, former Green Bay Packer, Mr. St. Brown catches the game-winning touchdown oh, at right. Lampo. Damn, Ronaldo. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, told me that earlier. Yep. What yes. do you, Almis and Heidi? What do you think about the Bears' wide receivers? Darnell Mooney did not uh, have much production at at Sunday's game, but outside of that, Dante Pettis and Equinemius St. Brown both scored touchdowns. Do you feel confident that St. Brown? Pettis and some of the other wide receivers on the Chicago Bears are going to continue to play well and that the uh, Justin Fields will have some good targets to, to throw to. Almis, I'll start with you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think Katie can start first. <laughs> okay. 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 Go ahead. I, okay, I, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll start. Uh, I think – I think they will, but I also think that um, Darnell Mooney will be there also this time better than he was before because, again, uh, their uh, defense was atrocious. I don't think it is bad, but if it if it's going to be the same as the, in the, the first game, I think uh, Mooney has a chance to, to do something really good. And about the, the rest, I mean, Pettis and, and everybody else, mm -hmm. well, there's just Fields now has quite a liberty to find a connection. As in the last game, he couldn't find a connection with Cole Komet. Maybe he will this time. So I'm pretty much confident they, they, will, they will do a great job. Okay, uh, Almis, I'm going to rephrase the question for you in a different way. Quien vas a, 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 now I'm going to speak Spanglish. Quien vas, <laughs> who's going to score? This is going to be fun. I'll, 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 speak Spanish. <laughs> outside of Darnell Mooney, who do you think will score a touchdown against the Packers? Which of the wide receivers? Equinemius St. Brown, uh, Dante Pettis, or somebody else? I... I'm trusting in in um Dan the Pettis. Yeah, I'm trusting on him. Like, yeah, he. I I think he's he's going to help us on the first uh, touchdown against the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> look look at what Retro said about my Spanish. That I need Rosetta Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Is Jones able to play this week? Do we know? Wait, uh, Wednesday is when uh, Coach Ibuflu said he would give us an update on his injuries. So he is not entertaining any questions on Mondays reg regarding injuries. He will talk about injuries every week on Wednesdays. So that's, that's kind of a different uh, approach. And I appreciate that he's honest with him, uh, with us and the media, 
about how he's going to talk about certain things. We may not like it, but at least he's telling us this is the way it's going to be. On Wednesdays, I'll talk about uh, injury issues. What's the point of talking about it early? Things yeah, can change right. overnight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I, I kind of doubt that Valus is going to be available on Sunday night, but I hope that he is because, Heidi, you 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 probably were impressed with Valus in the preseason game when he had that kickoff return or was it a punt return that he ran and he showed his speed. And to have that speed against the Packers secondary would be very valuable, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because uh, especially with – because uh, – this first game we had, we didn't have those uh, huge uh, punt returns. So that would be very nice. I hope he plays. I hope he plays. Also, uh, I think Robinson is has an, an injury on a has a bad knee or something. Yes. <laughs> I hope he can play. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, uh, somebody suggested here that you send a message to Cole Komet for two touchdowns. So what actually I'm suggesting, send a message to Cole Komet about why you want him to score two touchdowns for you on the, on the video. And then I will post it on Twitter and, and I'll tag Cole Komet. So this is, I'm going to give you a close up and I'm going to, first of all, I got to get rid of Dan. Sorry, Dan. No, that's fine. <laughs> so we're go gonna hook Cole Komet up with her before the year's over. Absolutely, we're gonna work on that, Anis. And if not, then then I'll I'll step up. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Anis. You're gonna you're gonna kiss Aldo's feet after that. <laughs> I wanted to be clear. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Uh, well, I hope this handsome guy called Kemet makes two touchdowns on Sunday. Let's say in honor of all of all the Bears, and he's so handsome. Like, but like I like I said earlier, he's too young for me. Like, I'm 13 years older than him, so he's like my cousin. But I love him so much. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to ask you to do a take two and just simply say, Cole Komet, score two touchdowns for me and I'll send you a kiss. <laughs> Again, what? Que tú lo vas a mandar un beso. So, Cole Komet, two touchdowns for me and I'll send you a kiss? Aha! Si se hace. <laughs> and that was a quote from Virginia McCaskey. <laughs> very very good um what other uh what other questions can we ask the the young ladies uh where can people find your podcast first of all i said uh, so i was reading the comments sorry again <laughs> where can people find the podcast uh girls uh bears girls Okay, uh, we have a. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. It's um, at uh, how do you say underscore underscore uh, bear girls, and also you can find us on Instagram with the same handle. Mm -hmm. That's our podcast uh, accounts, and 
on our website of Fanaticosos. Mm -hmm. You can find us as well, all the all our episodes, all the Fanaticosos episodes and all the um, our four or five episodes that we have released since we started this. Very good. Uh, Heidi, um, did you get a chance to see the John Buffon show, Buffon 55, uh, the season premiere this past uh, Wednesday? No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. I, I was I was traveling to Mexico City for mm -hmm. my birthday, so I, I was a little bit busy. I had a very um, large celebration. It lasted about five days. Damn. <laughs> so I I I still I I just I was away from everything. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Heidi. Are you wearing a Brandon Marshall jersey? Uh, yes, uh, throwback. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, look at that. You have something to say about it then? <laughs> no, no, I loved Brandon Marshall. Okay, mm -hmm. I, me too. <laughs> Happy birthday from all of us at the bar room. Retro, who handles our Facebook page, is the first one Thanks. to say happy birthday to you. We love you, Heidi. Thank you. I Thank have, you. Uh, uh, we have plenty of time, so we can stay as long as you guys like, but I do have a special request of you, and I'm going to ask it in Spanish, okay? Okay. Tengo una pregunta, no, un favor que te voy a pedir. See, wait a minute. Let me get rid of Tooch because uh, Tooch is God damn it, Tooch. Tooch is very Tooch. handsome. Tooch is very handsome, but I want him to go away, and I want uh, Dan to go away too, and it'll just be the three of us. Oh, oh, much, mm. much more intimate. Okay. <laughs> okay. Te tengo un favor. Si puede, mi nombre está en in the screen there. Mi nombre está in screen. Dime, dil el nombre mío in the sexiest Spanish accent that you have, okay? Empezando con Heidi. Just your name? Sí, just solamente mi nombre. Okay. Aldo Ray Gandia. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> Alice, your turn. Your turn, Alice. Aldo Ray Gandia. Oh, my gosh. See, everybody thinks that you were answering the question, who is the sexy per sexiest person on this show, and saying my name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Aldo Ray Gandia. <laughs> But we all know that Tooch is the sexiest. Look at that. Yeah. That's a nice picture. <laughs> Very sexy. I took that picture of him last night. By the way. Oh, <laughs> what were you doing? Just to know. Do you really want to know? <laughs> Don't <tell> Yes. <laughs> isn't this? Isn't that a part of this show? <laughs> yes, uh, it is. Uh, Bear your soul. So. Uh huh. Uh, Tooch likes to bear his ass, not his. <laughs> uh, uh, Heidi, tell us a little bit about what you think about Ryan Poles and how he has developed this team. I mean, he's been in, at the job now, what, eight months, nine months? 
uh, are, were you angry at first that he was making so many changes and that Khalil Mack went away and that your former boyfriend, Akeem Hicks, went away? Uh, and Or are you satisfied and happy that he blew everything up and is starting from scratch? I was never angry because I understood that to bring different results, you have to do things in a different way. So, and he's the expert, I am not. So I said, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be confident. I'm gonna trust this guy and, and all the process. I was sad because Akim Hicks uh, went away, but it, it was more like sadness, but I understood he had to go. About Khalil Mack, I just thought that we could have gotten a little bit more for him, but that's about it. Uh, after watching this game and some of the preseason snaps, mm -hmm. I am I, I am liking what I see in the rookies very very much. They they've come they started from less to more in this past game. So uh, that speaks uh, a lot about uh, Ryan Poles. Mm -hmm. Also, I like that he's not taking any shit from anybody. He says this is the way I'm gonna do things, and this is the way things are done. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty confident we're in a, in, a, in a good way. We're going on a right path. That's that's my. I, I'm not angry. I'm very happy. Good. Mm -hmm. I miss you. Feel the same way. The same way. Yeah, we are. We both and with Nasle, the three of us, we are very positive with all the new the new team, the new guys, with everybody. So yeah, the three pretty much like feel the same, like Katie said it perfectly. Almisa, we know already that you prefer younger men, so you probably love this young roster, right? <laughs> <laughs> Almis, tell them about your other crush, your big, big crush. Well, maybe they are going to hate me. <laughs> no. Oh, no. No, because I'm pretty sure everybody has a crush on that man. So <laughs> go ahead. Who is it, Dan? Dan? It's Sam Christopher. <laughs> I think it's you, Dan. Ah, oh, well. Um, well, um, I love since 2018 mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Really? <laughs> oh my God, he's the sexiest man on the NFL. He's mm -hmm. so perfect. So happy. sorry, Tooch. <laughs> Sorry, <dude. laughs> he is my biggest crush like he's the top of all now let me ask you were you disappointed that he not did not play sunday when you were at the game um i was happy because i was pretty sure if he was playing he would defeat a little do more for the niners instead of trey mm -hmm. so um but I was sad that I wasn't able to see him playing again. Like I miss him watching him on the TV playing. So, okay, calmate because uh, Jimmy is here. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna blush. <laughs> He's perfect. Like that smile, that face. Like oh my god, yeah, he is like. I'm so in love with that man. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm waiting on if I can go back to California and try to chase him before he before he leaves California. 
-hmm. before he he's traded to another team. I don't care if he's gay. I don't care if people... <laughs> wow, he's gay. <laughs> because I'm, I'm, but I don't care. Like I don't care whatever people thinks about him or whatever people thinks about my crush on him. Like, Alma, he's not gay. He likes more stars. Like I know, but guys, all the time see somebody handsome like Jimmy G, and right. they, yeah, they they gay. say. Oh, he's gay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> First thought. So. Now, you know where the G comes from? Because okay. he's a master of hitting the G spot. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh. G spot. <laughs> I cannot tell. So, so Jimmy and I have something in common. <laughs> Aldo. I think I came in at the wrong time. I heard something about a dildo as soon as I <laughs> well, he 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 was he was going out with a porn star. He must have learned something. Yeah. Oh, so him and Johnny Santucci were going out together. Huh? Yeah, plus, uh, uh, she likes Italian guys. That's good news. Ay ay ay. Heidi, who is who do you find the most handsome uh, player on the Chicago Bears? Are you a Cole Komet fan too? Yes, Cole Komet. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. have, Katie, tell him we have a bunch of some Bears players that oh, we love. Give us that list. Bears players uh, in the Bears? Yeah, that, I you, know. that you think are handsome. Okay. I, uh, yeah, we love Papi Santos. Of course, we like <laughs> Papi, Papi Santos. San yeah, I, 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 I call him Papi Santos. I, right now, he's only Cairo because he he uh, missed two field goals. So yeah. he's going to be Papi Santos again when he uh, scores again. So Cairo Santos, Cole Komet. Uh, I like uh, Rockland Smith. Uh, Kyler Gordon. Oh, my God. He's... Oh. He's very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few. There are a few. Okay. Uh, Miss, you want to add to that list? No, I just, I'm staying with Cole Kemet and, <laughs> and, and Kaido, and Cairo Santos. <laughs> yeah, he is like, the, those two from mm -hmm. the Bears, like. Yeah. Right. It's a shame that Nasle is not here because she would back me up. With my likes, <laughs> yeah, we we have a a chat in between the three of us, uh -huh. and some from time to time, not all the time, but from time to time, we send pictures of our crushes. Mm -hmm. And when they, when Heidi and Nasla send pictures of their crushes, I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure it's that my style guy, but I love him. And we just talk about Jimmy G and Cole Kemet and Papi Santos. So we are, I, I have to tell you something. We are trying to bring uh, Papi Santos to our podcast. Oh, that would be outstanding. Yeah, we. Uh, I sent him a message on Instagram, mm -hmm. but hasn't read us so i hope he's not he's not too active on on social media so no. but we're gonna keep pushing and, and trying to to bring him on yeah hopefully, hopefully he's kicking his ass off right now for sunday it, yes <laughs> exactly 
Exactly. He didn't look too good on Sunday, so we need him mm -hmm. in Green Bay. That's the reason he's not Papi Santos anymore. He's, he's only Cairo Santos. He'll be <laughs> Santos. Or as John Fox called him, Carlos Santos. I want to let people know about Nasli Briones. It's a shame that she uh, couldn't make it, but uh, we love her. And she has a show here on the Barroom Network called The Bears Previa. Uh, which you can see every Wednesday. Sometimes it comes out on Thursdays, but she uh, does a fantastic job with that show. And let me show people uh, an image of Nasli. Uh, she just posted a comment here. Oh, she did? Is she that coming? Papi, that it says Papi Santos. <laughs> <laughs> so she's totally in on the Papi Santos love, huh? Yeah, for sure. Okay, well... Um, we, we, we love her very much. She does such a great job on the Bears Pereira. And for those of the Barroom Network fans who, who are not familiar with her work, every Wednesday or Thursday, she comes out with her preview of the Bears' upcoming game. She talks a little bit about the previous game, but she uh, previews the upcoming game, and she does it all in Spanish for all of our Spanish-language Chicago Bears fans, and she does a fantastic job. And I can't wait to listen to the Bears Girls uh, Bears Girls podcast because so what day is that? Yeah, what day does your does your show come out? Uh, we don't have an exact day yet. It's going to be like uh, every other week, but we don't have an exact date because we're trying to to put all together all the fanaticoso shows because there's La Osera from Spain and Indiscutible and. There's about four four shows or five, and we're trying to to see which ones are going uh, which day. So, and and all our shows are uh, recorded, uh, but some are live. So that's cool. what we're trying to figure out figure out now. How long we'll do let you, you know. uh, How long do you all go on each individual show? An hour. As long as uh, an hour, an hour, but we've recorded uh, already one, uh, one with uh, an hour and a half with mm -hmm. Victor Hasbani, mm -hmm. and uh, with Joel was a bit, a bit more than an hour. So it depends. Yeah. And uh, Almis, how long would the show go if you had Jimmy Garoppolo on the show? <laughs> All day. <laughs> <laughs> All weekend. <laughs> all the week. All the month, all the year. <laughs> I just can like I always tell Hayden like if one day I'm going to be able to meet him, like um I don't know what I'm going to do. Like maybe I'm going to be like speechless, just oh, with goodness. his handsomeness, like oh my god, like yeah, like hi. Hi. <laughs> you know, if you had two trying to be all day and all night. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. I, but I do, I do notice that you say that you'd be speechless if, uh, if you were with Jimmy. But since you've been on the show, you haven't been speechless at all. <laughs> no, because I'm not in front of him. I see. <laughs> I thought it was because you were looking at this face. 
<laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> He's a very handsome man. It's it's only at night that he looks, you know, twenty pounds heavier <laughs> than he normally is. Uh. <laughs> Heidi, are you crying yes. or are you laughing? I'm about to cry, but because I'm too happy, and I am <laughs> laughing too. So it's, it's the same. I love it. Now, you and Dan have been really close friends for uh, since you guys first met on uh, the the old hundred proof show. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We talked uh, there for a while. You know, a lot on Facebook Messenger and stuff. You know, a lot. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, uh, that that is really cool. And I got to go out to dinner with Heidi when she was in Chicago. How long ago was that? That was back uh, in February? November. November. Okay. Oh my yes. goodness. That's right. You were in town for a Bears game. Yes. Yes. It and was on November twenty. No. It was the Ravens game, right? Yes, the Ravens game, November twenty first, I think. And and the 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 moment the. Uh, the time we met, although that was a funny story, do you remember? No, I forgot what happened. <laughs> I was I was in in Chicago for five days or six, and mm -hmm. I had a different uh, oh yeah person to meet every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the day before I met Aldo, uh, I went to dinner with one of my friends from uh, from a podcast, and we had dinner at a Mexican restaurant very near from my hotel. And there's this host, the hostess, she was from Mexico. She gave us the, the we sat at the bar and she, she was the bartender, she was the hostess, she was the, the server and everything. So she, uh, and the restaurant was, was kind of empty. So uh, she pretty much talked with us a lot. Mm -hmm. So at, at, around 8.30, every, I went back to, back to my hotel and he left and that was it. The next day, I had I had a, a lunch dinner, late lunch appointment with Mr. Aldo Gandia, and he told me, "Hey, let's go to this restaurant. It's quite near your hotel, so you don't have to walk much." And I said, "Okay." When he sent me the, the address and the name of the of the restaurant, I said, "Oh, it's the same as yesterday. That's okay." <laughs> but I got I got there early, so there's this woman again at the door. She greeted me, and I was like trying to find if if Aldo was there by any chance. And she told me, "Hey, your friend is not here yet." And I told her, "No, I'm meeting someone else today." <laughs> and she said, "Oh, okay." So I sat and asked for a beer, and then comes Aldo, and yeah, we hugged and everything. And when when we were going to to leave, um, we're at the door, and I told her, "Hey." This is the last one I'm seeing this time. <laughs> I'm gonna stick to this one. <laughs> because I was the most charming, the best oh, cool. looking of all of her guests that week. I you better. <laughs> you you should have looked at her face. <laughs> she was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. And then I dropped you off that night somewhere on Lake Street underneath the train tracks in this place that didn't have a sign on it. It, it looked like it was like a fetish, a secret fetish bar. <laughs> You know, where people go in with whips and leather and stuff like yeah. that. Huge. <laughs> with, guess what? With another man. No, not yes, one. Another Two. man. <laughs> no, it was a, 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 like a, I don't know how they call them. 
uh, those restaurants that like like hidden restaurants, but it was wow, it was great. What, uh, it, it's called what? it's called Mako. Uh, it's Japanese omakase. Oh. You see, and they bring food in. It's like a tasting menu for 25 courses and sake and wines. It was wow, out of this world. Outstanding, outstanding. Yes. Aldo, I don't know if you remember, but um, well, let me cut the shit. That one time that uh, Phil was still here but left and then came back, Heidi and I did some bits together for probably like two months mm -hmm. saying, bring him back. Yes, so, I remember that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. See, she and I recorded some stuff together. Yeah. I'll never yes, we that. did. <laughs> I'll never see. See? Oh we have gosh. a history together then. Yes. I know. I have mm -hmm. a surprise for everybody. You want to know? You have what? what? I have a surprise for everybody. Yeah. Tell us. I don't have to tell you. I'll show you. Yay! 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 Lovely. Lovely. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, you're frozen. Bravo. I'm frozen. frozen. She are frozen, but you look beautiful, so stay frozen. <laughs> <laughs> she is Nasli Briones, the host of the Bears Previa, right here on the Barroom Network. She is, of course, also a co-host on Bears Girls Podcast with Almis and Heidi. Nasli, como esta? We don't give a fuck. It's a million. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm sorry for being so late. Um, my sister just came from Monterrey, so we had to pick her up to the bus station and everything, and then, you know, take the princess for dinner, and then <laughs> I'm just here. But I was uh, listening to you guys, an incredible show. Uh I've been having a lot of fun hearing you all, and I'm just here to back up Heidi in whatever she said. Okay, well, we have to start with the important things. Which one of the, who is the best looking guy, not on the Bears, but on this show? <laughs> is it Johnny Santucci? Is it Gambia? Or is it Danny I'm sorry, I what can, I can pick. Yeah. You, you both look so good, so I just can't pick. I, I, exactly. I don't blame you. You don't want to hurt Tucci's feelings. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Nasli, uh, tell us about the Chicago Bears because everyone that is listening to your the Bears Previa really loves the content, but it is in Spanish. So tell us your thoughts about the Chicago Bears in English. Uh, well, my thoughts... Uh, since this Sunday is like, this is a totally different um, team that it was last year. So you can see there is um, there is a structure on the, on the field uh, with the coaches, um, with the guys that are in the front desk. So I just think it's, it's so different right now to watch them and the hype of being the 49ers at home when we were, you know, like losing the first quarter and second quarter. I really loved the, the defense that they only, um, they only let 10 points. So that tell, tell us something that, I don't know, I mean, I thought the defense was going to be our weak, our weakness. And right now it's like totally different. The rookies uh, seems really good. So I am really positive 
about the next the next game, and I really think we can beat the Packers. Ooh, I Jesus. like Alan you feel after Bears games. <laughs> oh, please don't say that anymore. <laughs> That's that was my voice. That is Johnny Santucci picking up, uh, sharing drops from the old 100. Yeah, the old days. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Just gosh. don't share the ones where I was drunk, please. Oh, <laughs> not, not that one was you. supposed to say, Ay Dios mio. <laughs> Ay Dios mio. That's the one. <laughs> so I, I got a question for Nasli and Almas. Did you know Heidi before you started doing the show, or how is it that the three of you met to to uh, do the show? I'll start with Almas first. How we met the three of us? Yes. Uh, the three of us. Uh, well. We are on a bears group in Spanish in Mexico, um, Mexico, uh, the country, because we are all living in different cities. So I was, I started, I was the first lady on the group, if I could remember, maybe the guys that maybe are listening to us saying hi to all our friends on our, on our chat. Uh, and then, uh, Heidi came, I don't remember the year that when she came to the group and I felt so relieved to have another woman who, with whom I could talk about uh, guys and everything, you know, because like being alone with men by myself, it was very difficult to say like, oh, I like this guy or he's so hot, you know? Sure, sure. And so... You have the same problem Aaron Rodgers does. Go, go ahead, please. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, Aaron doesn't like to talk about what guys he likes. But anyway, please go ahead. And then um, Nasla came. I met her from Twitter. And then all the bears of all the fanaticosas and stuff. And then last year, or on 2020 maybe, uh, we were starting to bring new people to WhatsApp because that's the app that we use for our chat. And I told her like, do you want to be in our group? And she was like, yeah, super excited. So I joined her. And since that day, we've been all talking about like the three of us, like on the chat. And then we started uh, doing a lot of good relationship, bonding a lot in between the three of us because like, being like now three women with 25 guys or 30 guys it's it's like complicated but we love our guys they are so amazing so that's the way that we met all the three of us i love it i love it nasley uh uh you want to add anything to that story uh no i basically met um uh, met them because of Twitter, actually. <laughs> so I started talking uh, about the Bears with, uh, with this um, this med digital media called Football Girls uh, M M MX, which is like this huge... Um, we are a lot of girls talking about NFL and football and everything. So I I talked about the Bears, and then there are other girls that talk, you know, like Patriots, Packers, etc. So I'm like... the. Mm, yeah, the girl who talks about the girls. Then I started to to add to Twitter or follow um, 
like people who who were rooting for the Bears. And I met uh, with uh, with the master Antonio Contreras, which is um, the one who creates Fanaticosos. And then basically like that, we 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 met in Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we haven't met in in person. Like oh, I haven't met in person with these girls. <laughs> But we will next year. Yeah, we are Hopefully. trying to make a trip to Chicago next year to like to make it to a game and be together, hanging out in the city, you know, enjoying. Now, Almis, uh, so are you're uh, in Chicago and you're going back home at, uh, in a couple of days. Um, are you coming back? And is anybody else coming to Chicago to watch a game later this season? Uh, Almis, you first. Uh, no, my, I'm not coming back. Okay. I'm so sad about that. Uh, but no, I've been here almost for three weeks. So maybe wow. I need to go back to California just to make sure that we have uh, a lot of sun mm -hmm. and then some fall weather mm -hmm. and then rain. <laughs> just yeah, to make sure. Exactly. And I, I'm so sad because my wife has been out of town for the last week, but that's a different story. Nazmi, um, are you coming to Chicago for a... For I am. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. Which I'm one? Going to Chicago. Uh, I think I'm going to be there for the, um, the game against the Dolphins. Yeah, Johnny Buffon's gonna be here. Dan Aguirre's gonna be here. You're gonna be here. Fiesta, Heidi, are you coming for the Dolphins game? Uh, I'm really uh, starting to think about it now. I'm gonna we sell sell my soul to the devil. I don't care, but I would like to go because <laughs> otherwise I'm gonna be too jealous. Yeah. Heidi. Yeah. The day before the Bears game, we're all going to the Smashing Pumpkins concert, too. So you should come Ooh. to that as well. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Can you oh, Aldo, uh, Shorty's going to that, too. And Shorty's going. Oh, he my goodness. He wants us all to ride together so we can just avoid paying multiple parking. Yeah, well, fuck Shorty. I want Nosley and Almis to go. <laughs> and Heidi. And Heidi. Of course, Heidi. Heidi said she's already coming. <laughs> are, you are you coming, Heidi? I'm going to try and sell something so I can go. <laughs> if Katie comes, I'm going to try to make the same effort so we can be all together. Oh, that would yeah. be outstanding. Katie, you should sell your uh, pictures of your feet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seriously thinking about that. You make a lot of money with it. Yeah, I I'm, didn't know that was a thing. And that my daughter tells me, Mom, do not share your pictures of your feet. Do not share them. Do you do not show them? Sell them. And I'm just like, What? Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go get some money right now. <laughs> Look at the grin the tooch has. I think he's ready to pay power money yeah. too. Cash yeah. <laughs> after Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna make an, an OnlyFans account for only feet. <laughs> okay, so this is cooking. <laughs> Thank you. Gracias, Nasli. Good idea. Damn, piensa en grande. Sí. <laughs> Monetizar, chica. <laughs> 
right. Uh, the Dolphins, Danny, that's the one I'm supposed to come in for, too. Otherwise, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, all, all these ladies got to come to Iowa. This I, Dolphins yes. team is like becoming a homecoming. Uh, it's a six-hour drive for me, Heidi. But if you're coming, I'll, I'm going to make the drive. Six hours? That's nothing. Yeah. No, it's nothing. Yeah, you can't do it. Yep. I Please. drove nine hours last season to Chicago. So. See? Right? <laughs> we can all do it. I'm just going to fly this year. Fuck it. So. Okay. Great. Uh, uh, girls, who was who do you think was the best player last uh, game for you? Best. The best one who stood out the most. I'm going to go with Justin Fields. <laughs> Justin Fields? Yeah, I'm going to go with Justin Fields. Uh, to me, uh, maybe he was not the best of the best, but he stood out as uh, Robinson, Dominic Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah, he's one. He's one of mine on my list. Uh, okay, definitely Justin. A lot. Uh, it was all the young players, you know. Really, Brisker, Jaquan Brisker too. He started like this but he went all the way up he stepped up yeah he did it was Braxton very well jones good protection right. he, had a, he had a tough job against uh nick bosa yes and, mm -hmm. uh, next week uh the packers you know they were without their two tackles bakhtiara and jenkins both those guys a big big part of the packers success are those two tackles of course dan would say the refs are a big part of those tackles success uh-huh Danny, of course, <laughs> always. And it seems like the Bottieri guy, isn't he always hurt every time we play? And we always think, oh, it's going to help the Bears, and then we fucking lose anyway. So I don't care about <laughs> who's playing for them. I just want the Bears to win. I don't care who's playing for them. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get good pressure. Jesus. Yeah, good, good pressure without the uh, the two starting tackles, you know, which uh we got a good chance, man. Uh, I, I like uh, – it's about time we, we, uh, we lost six in a row. we got to take one up there in Green Bay. Although it looked like Andy Dalton was playing here. I'm glad you're back. We we uh, we lost all fluidity while you were, you were using the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that happens. You know, I, I'm, I'm so old that I sometimes lose my fluidity too. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Nasli, uh, you were away when I shared this picture of of uh, Mr. Santucci's past uh, <laughs> life. Uh, you, oh God! Uh, you want to take a look at it? Okay. Really? <laughs> this is uh, Johnny Santucci in uh, one of the last movies that he did uh, <laughs> called "Come Fly Away with Me." <laughs> Cruising. <laughs> now this this was his first movie, Nasli. This was cruising with the Tooch. That was the first one that he did. And uh, one, one of those two other actors is Aaron Rodgers. I'm not sure who that oh, is. Okay. <laughs> I think the other one's D. Snyder. D. <laughs> I'm too young to watch this. This, this is not for me. <laughs> it's not for me either, really. I want you to know that I made a screenshot so we can share that uh, oh. in our in our chat so we can enjoy it later. Yes. I, I, think, I, 
I can send it to you too, Heidi. I can also oh, send okay. you. The I was a food. bit ashamed to ask you, but okay, thank you. <laughs> On Twitter. I, I was ashamed when I made that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you were. He, he, he went blind for a day. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love these guys so much, Dan and uh, Santucci, that my wife is jealous. She says, you spend more time with them than you do with me. And, uh, and that's why she's in Hawaii like right now working. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, she's got a tough life. Um, all right, did you guys talk? Did, did you guys get predictions from Heidi Alnis uh, and Leslie on on the games? Uh, so yeah, let's start with you, Heidi. I, I would love to know what your prediction is for the Chicago Bears game. Give me not only a score of the game, but tell me how they're going to get to that game because sometimes. When I'm in bed and I can't sleep, I think about the next Bears game and I say to myself, they're going to win 24 to 17. And Justin Fields is going to score all three touchdowns. He's going to throw a pass to Mooney. He's going to throw one to Almis's boyfriend, Cole Komet. And he's going to run one in. And Papi Santos is going to kick a field goal. So I want you to take us through that whole scenario, how you envision, how you visualize the game. Go ahead, Heidi. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to score um, two touchdowns, okay. two touchdowns from Fields, mm -hmm. one to Mooney, and the other one to Cole Komet. He's going to catch and run for, he's going to catch and block one or two guys and then run for about uh, eight yards and going to score. Nice. Uh, and uh, running uh, a running touchdown from our guy Montgomery. David Montgomery. David Montgomery. And if we get too close, we're gonna win with a field goal by, by Papi Santos because he has to to uh, apologize to me for that for those. <laughs> <laughs> so. In that case, it's going to be 21, 24 to 17, 17 points from, from the Packers because just because. I like it. I like it. So how do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to play against the Bears? Uh, like, like a soccer. <laughs> like he always does. Just trying to own us, but he, he may... He may not own us this time, and he's going to be too sad. He's going to be, uh, he's going to cry, and and come on, maybe. Come on, come on, yeah. come on I'm just kidding. Sí. No, no, bueno. Como un bebé. Como un bebé, yeah, un bebé. like a baby. That's better. That's I just. Thank and you for I'm going to stand in front of my TV and yell to him. Fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. All right. I like it. Anis, you're next. Tell me the score of the game and how the Bears are going to achieve that score. Okay. So I'm not like you that I go to bed and just <laughs> think about like who is going to make I've been married a long time, Anis. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She thinks about Jimmy Garoppolo when she Yes, exactly. 
and and Cole Kamach. He thinks about those two guys at the same time. What a life! No, 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 no. <laughs> one by one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> like just one on one. It's fine. Like okay. one day. Four four days of the week, Jimmy G. Three days of the of the week, Cole Kamet. Just like <laughs> mix and match, but not at the same time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Dan, who's going to be thinking about all three of you at the same time. But don't tell them that. <laughs> He's already thinking about that. <laughs> Only your feet, Heidi. That's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> you know that. Sorry, Alvis, this is the last thing I'm going to say. Uh, I, I, Dan, I'm going to send you one picture so you can get a peek. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, nice. Well, well, of course, you... I want to watch. And look. Only for you. But I you know, will love it. Gonna, if you're going to send them a picture, you got to send me a picture of your feet, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to start making money. <laughs> yes. Uh, sorry, Almis, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, so I'm just going to uh, to think about the score. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be, uh, I'm trusting on my bears a lot. So I think they're going to win 24-17. Uh, oh, I like that score. I like, mm-hmm. that's actually the score I was thinking about, too, 24-17. Okay, so there's go, uh, three of Go ahead, Heidi. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's three. I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes. Twenty four seventeen. That's Almis and myself, and now Aldo. So Aldo. there's three of us. Let's see. Okay, but primero, we gotta before you send pictures. I want to get Nasli's prediction. But Nasli, I want to, I want to pose the question a little differently for you. Okay. Okay. As I said before, you do a show here on the Barroom Network called The Bears Previa. So I'd like you to do the same thing right now, except, of course, in English. All right? Um, but if you want to do it like a little bit of English and a little bit of Spanish, that would be great, too, because that would really, really turn Dan on. <laughs> <laughs> a- anytime. Go. Okay. Let, let, me, let me get my, my thoughts straight. Okay. okay, I'm going to start in Spanish and then I'm going to do a little bit of English and then go back to Spanish, Perfect. okay? Okay, so, yo creo que el siguiente partido eh, en contra de los uh, Packers va a ser uno de los más importantes porque uh, the Bears are going to win against the Packers since 2018 for the very first time. So I'm really positive about it and I think they're going to win um, for... 21 puntos para los Bears, que serían three touchdowns for the Bears. And I think there's going to be only two touchdowns for the Packers. So Montgomery, it's going to score. And then St. Brown, it's going to score. And then I think Justin Fields va a ser una directa personal en zona roja para poder anotar eh, el, el tercer touchdown. Y de esa manera, uh, vamos a restregarle en la cara a Aaron Rodgers. Nice. <laughs> que he doesn't own us anymore. <laughs> I like that. Now, a rough translation of that. I, I'll just translate her last line. She said that the bear is going to come all over Aaron Rodgers' face. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> Right? 
Maybe that was the first you said that we were going to come all over this. Yeah, pretty much so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what you heard there? Sounds like it's, it sounds like something Aaron would like. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, I just said Justin Fields is going to come in front of Aaron Rodgers, in the face of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Well, I tell you, this has been an, a fantastic, fantastic show. Uh, Nasli, thank you for joining us. And, and my very best to your It was your sister you, you were with, right? Yeah, I'm, I was with my sister, yeah. Okay, well, uh, we want to see pictures of your feet, her feet, Anissa's <laughs> feet, Heidi's feet, John Chantucci's feet, even Dan Aguirre's no, feet. No, no, you know no, what? I've got man feet. No one wants to see a man's fucking feet. <laughs> and Rogers does. Uh, our uh, fit uh, fit picks are going to cost five dollar each. Five dollars? Oh my gosh! I'm buying just this part, Yeah, I'm buying <laughs> for everybody. It's only a, a one time only offer. So this is going to expire tomorrow. So if, if you want, <laughs> well, if you use the code barroom, you can get a two scrotum picks for six fifty tonight. <laughs> if you use barroom as the code. <laughs> oh my gosh. You want to give us a preview of that now? <laughs> the score Los Osos 24, Los Pinche Packers 23. Muy bien. Muy bien. Yeah, he has that Italian uh, Spanish <laughs> accent that's a real turn on for somebody. I don't know who, but somebody. <laughs> Heidi, you're the absolute best. I can't wait to see you again so I can give you a great big hug. And Almis and Nasli, I hope that I see all three of you here in Chicago. Uh, your My home will be open to you. John Buffon and Dan Aguirre will be here in my home. Wow. Maybe Johnny Santucci will be too. So if the three of you are here, we'll have a nice dinner party together and we'll take pictures of your feet and uh, and and try to make some more money for you, okay? <laughs> now I now I really have to sell lots, lots of pictures because I really wanna be there. All Thank right. you. <laughs> Thank you Thank all you very so much. much for being here. And thank you so much. Thank you, Tooch, Dan. Uh, yeah, love thank you, Heidi. Thank you. And Nasli, your next episode of The Best Previa is tomorrow or Thursday? Uh, it's going to be on Thursday. Yeah. Very good. Excellent. You can watch it on Thursday. Right. Me speaking Spanish like for three minutes. <laughs> yeah, so all of you only English-speaking people, I know you're still going to want to watch the video. You know, one of the things that I've thought about, Nasli, is to figure out a way to do a translation uh, for yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to work on that. If we can, if we can get that, then uh, all of a sudden your audience will expand enormously. Um, but you're doing a great job. And uh, Almis, it's a pleasure meeting you. Thank you all, all three of you for being good sports and uh, joking around with us. We really, really appreciate it very much. Thank you so much for having us. You bet. Love and Thank you. Adios. Adios, bonitas. Bye. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Left too speechless. Jesus Christ, Aldo. <laughs> <laughs>
So no. everybody's coming in for the Dolphins game. That's for real. Yeah, uh, that is for real. Uh, what, uh, what what date is that again? It's November the sixth. Six. All right. Yeah. And uh, the concert is on Saturday, November fifth. So yeah. So year. we uh, we're in section one ten. Row 14 at the United Center, and the other Dan managed to get the same section, but three rows behind us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, So it's almost, it's right where we are, too. Awesome. He says his vehicle would haul all of us, too. Like, uh, so oh, that nice. I've already paid for the parking in advance, actually. So Look at you. Look at you. And have you worked out the ticket situation with uh, Mr. Shorty? Or is that, we he says he's going to purchase his tickets from whomever he's buying them from. Mm-hmm. Then he's going to try. I would pr- presume he'll transfer one to you and two to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to send him my three at that time. And he's going to try to sell and recoup his money. Mm-hmm. Retro says all three of us are going to help. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were very respectful. Don't you think, Tooch? Uh, yeah, my middle <laughs> of the road. <laughs> <laughs> churches over there posting things about yeah they probably like Italian sausage it's like what, what are you doing I'm thinking they can't read English <laughs> yes they can Heidi can all three of them can well, Heidi definitely can I was embarrassed but I was smoking fucking reefer <laughs> Where are all these old drops coming from? From the church, of from course. four years ago. <laughs> that was so good. All right, we've got 15 minutes or so uh, before Dan has to go uh, save some lives. Uh, Heidi is sending love, uh, love hearts, and we all love Heidi so much. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see her again. But uh, you guys, uh, have you seen anything on HBO, on Netflix, or anything that you want to share with us? Uh, I, I just want to give you one more minute with the Packers, if you will. Sure, of course. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, seriously, as a kid, it was ingrained in, in me to hate them for what Charles Martin did. Mm-hmm. Like, as a kid, I wasn't even watching all the games in 86, even the ones that were open to me, like on TV and cable. I was a bandwagon fan then just because I love Jim McMahon, but I still kind of knew what was going on. And uh, even before I became like a super fan, I knew that I hated the Green Bay Packers Hmm. and I knew what they had done to us (laughs) even as a kid. So I've taken most of these games personally. And if you go through the the Mikowski game in 89, we got cheated up there and then, like, the games we've referenced, the rain game on my birthday when Butkus and Sayers jerseys were uh, retired. And occasionally we'd get one, like, when Walter died, you know, with the, the block field goal. Or we'd go smash math them occasionally with Thomas Jones in 04, run the ball down their throat, 05, make Brett Favre bleed. That, that Occasionally there were those games. But for the most part, overwhelmingly, in the last 30 years, we've just been getting thumped. Over and over and over. It didn't matter. Close games. Oh, we're going to win this one. Uh, 2016 in Chicago when, uh, what was his fucking name? The the backup that's in, I think he's in Buffalo now. That we had that for like four game stretch where he was playing well uh, after Hoyer got hurt. Oh in my 16. gosh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, we all thought, because he had one good game and we all thought. Matt he was- Barkley? Matt Barkley. There you go. <laughs> the Matt Barkley game, We he had them beaten and then yeah, Rodgers completes it. Patriots, I think he's back up to the, uh, the Patriots, I think. Yeah, well, AFC East team. That game, we thought we had them beaten and 
Rodgers completed a deep pass at the end, just like the game in 13 to beat us uh, with Randall Cobb. It's just like it's either it's been blowouts, it's been the close games. They've won all of them, overwhelmingly all of them. And it, it the shit really hurts me, man. I mean, not trying to sound funny or any – fuck, I take it very, very personally. That's what I'm saying. Like, this isn't – like, un, un, everything they said earlier as players maybe – Maybe that's true. They don't look at it as a, a game that matters more, but it does to me. Mm-hmm. It matters to me. I want this game so badly. Uh, and to, to be 2-0 and and for Green Bay to go 0-2, it's almost like inconceivable. Like, th- this can't happen, but I, I, I want it to happen so badly. And I'll digress by saying I'll predict the Bears down 20-16 to with the ball, having to score a touchdown, and Fields to St. Brown. Winning the game, 23-20. Well, awesome. Tooch, let me ask you, do you have that same kind of uh, passionate uh, feel about the Packers, or are you like some fans? It's Hey, it's just another team. I know there's history. I know they've played each other for over 100 years now, but it's just another game in the division that we – we want to. We have to win, and, and we got to beat them just as equally as we do the Lions and, and Vikings. Do you feel not, that way, or not anymore you? after last last year's? I own you. Yeah, yeah. If uh, if we don't, you know, if if they didn't get that message last year and take it to up to Lambeau this weekend, uh, I don't know. I I'll be a little disappointed. You know, mm-hmm. I at least want to see them. You know, smack some smack some Green Bay heads. You know. Yeah, and don't forget Bears 100. We thought we were going to the Super Bowl. It was only Cody Parkey, right? That's the reason we didn't go. Opening night, Soldier Field, Thursday night. What happens? Green Bay fucking beats us. It was it was like 10 to 3, but it felt like it was 27 to nothing. Yep. It's, exactly. it's still another indication of your dreams being crushed. How many times can the bully take your fucking money yep. before you fucking hit him in the mouth? I mean, well it's gotta be time for us to stand up here, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I used to coach a flag uh, football team, and the first year we won the championship, and then the second year another team joined the league, and these guys were like fucking huge and fast and really fucking good, and we came close to beating them and repeating as champions but in the end they scored a last minute touchdown and we we had the ball for the last possession we couldn't score and it was fucking awful man the feeling that i had i was the coach i feeling i had was i was miserable and then oh during the off season like half of my team went to play with those other fucking guys i was so fucking pissed off i was pissed off and saying don't you know where is your fucking passion to beat the guy that kicked your ass you know last year I, you know it really really fucking hurt not my feelings because they left the team and yeah they- adrian oh. amos <laughs> that's right hey jimmy man <laughs> but it 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 it, it, it it goes against my competitive spirit that you would want to play for a team that kicked your ass. Wouldn't you want to come back and beat the shit out of them next year? That's how I feel about the Packers. Fucking Aaron Rodgers comes to Soldier Field and tells the fans, but because some woman gave him the finger, and he repeats, I own you, I own you, I own you. And then 
before the the season starts, he's you know doing that fucking passive aggressive thing, like yeah, you know these teams they think they can beat us, you know the Vikings, Lions, and Bears, but we've had pretty good success against them and so forth. Fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. I want to beat him so fucking bad. I don't want to wish injury on him. I want to wish death. Pain, <laughs> pain. To quote, to quote Mr. T and Rocky Three, pain. There you go. I want to see fucking pain. I want him fucking on the. Oh, he's going back into the medical tent. <laughs> exactly. His asshole's hurting him. He's going into the tent. He got fucked too hard last night, and his hemorrhoids are flared up. Oh. The last hit by Watts, the former Viking, has flared his asshole up. I just, man, you know he thinks. Right now at the house, wherever he is, he's like, we got them. This is the fucking Bears. I own them. There's no chance we go to 0-2, not with them. <laughs> so we really, really need to shut him the fuck up. We really do. And, I, you know, I, I hate I hate to uh, mock the homosexual community or... or uh, uh, now, this could be heterosexual. It could be uh, like uh, Watson. Yeah, but my point is, is that homosexuals do not deserve... Aaron Rodgers in their community. You know, no, they don't want him. <laughs> he's more of the necrophilia group. You know, he, he probably he's more like a furry. One of those guys that dresses as animals and fucks somebody. Right, there you uh, go. That's and I, ayahuasca users don't deserve that either. <laughs> right, <laughs> absolutely. And like, by the way, uh, Dan, uh, uh, John, and I are going to go another half hour after you're gone. So I'll just ask Dan this right now. Would you ever do ayahuasca if if you wanted to kind of enlighten yourself and and, and expand your mind or anything? Is that nah, I don't really? do any drugs. I don't do any drugs. You've never done anything, right? No, never. never? I would be willing to suck Aaron Rodgers' dick. <laughs> if, if it meant we won the Super Bowl, if it meant we won the Super Bowl, I would let him just fucking cover my face. Like, where's Dan's face? I don't see it. Oh, it's all that cum. The cum camouflaged his face. In the history of drops, that was the most perfectly timed drop of all time. <laughs> you never smoked a joint. I would suck <laughs> Never done any drugs. I'm not doing any fucking acid or whatever the fuck he was doing. Peyote, whatever it was. Good for you. Good for you. Um, I, I wish I could say the same thing, but... Uh, Oh boy, uh, we won't go into that. All right, uh, Dan, you've got uh, four minutes before you got to save some lives. Is there anything that you've seen on TV, on streaming that you want to share with the group and tell them you need to watch this or stay away from this? Um, God, let me think. I watched that breakfast at Tiffany's because of your poster in your house. <laughs> Uh, you know what? What's funny about that? I've never seen the full movie. I just like wow. the art, art Deco type poster. It's in our guest room, so um, uh, so uh, maybe I'll watch it someday. But it's really not my kind of movie. It was a cheap poster I got and put it up. Well, I thought you were a fan of the film. I watched you thinking this is Aldo's movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> is uh, is Dan watching Hot D on HBO? What is it? Uh, House of the Dragon. No, oh. I, don't, I don't like. I don't, I, Thou shall not. The queen is not my kind of show. You know. Oh, he's expressed. Uh, yeah, uh, am I the only one that doesn't give a shit die. that the queen died? I mean, I don't want anybody to die, but everybody's acting like the royal. Fa Didn't we fight a war to be away from the royal family? <laughs> like, I don't. Is Aldo watching the? Uh, I, I'm the watching Dragon? Game of Thrones. I da have not seen the last episode because uh, I'm waiting for my wife it's, to come back in town. The, the 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 princess man. I don't know how old she is, but man, she's hot. I don't. Who's a cutie? Oh yeah. my gosh. 
She's got to be like 16, 17 She's years old. She's so cute. I, I feel kind of, you know. Yeah, I know. Uh, how you, strange feelings. All the yeah, I, I know how you feel. I, I know how you feel because I feel the same way. <laughs> um, the um, uh, So, uh, Dan, you have not seen Game of Thrones. You're not going to see no. Game of Thrones. We should stop asking you that because it's just never going to happen. But what have you seen? The only way I would watch that's if like a woman really, really wanted me to. If Jenny said to you, listen, have you talked to Jenny about the show? Is she a Game of Thrones fan? You know, I don't know. I know she likes Harry Potter. Ooh. Oh, man, that, I do too. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, I've never. But I mean, you know, if she wanted me to watch it, I'd watch it. Hell, like I said, she was she was great watching the Bears game the other day. Mm-hmm. Like was asking intelligent questions. Like I said, wanted to be there, fit in perfectly. Yeah, that's that's great. When you meet somebody and you're interested in them as a girlfriend, uh, and they immediately take an interest in anything that you are passionate about, that's one of the best things about romance. It really is cool. I pretend yeah. to do that. Like, if, so if some woman says to me, "Yeah, I love The Bachelor," I go, "Oh yeah, let let's watch it. I'd love to get into that with you." Yeah, but fuck that. I just want to get your pants. <laughs> I'll watch whatever, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are some limits. If she was like, I really want to watch the entire run of Little House in the Prairie with you or the Waltons, I'd be like, Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, I am a big John Boy fan. <laughs> Man, I I like I can't keep going back to the Bears, but the fucking Packers, man. <laughs> it's over. It's a, the majority of my lifetime. My fucking life. Come on, man. We got to win. We got to win this game. Has there ever been anything for you, Dan, that you've appreciated or liked about the Packers? No. Nothing. No. What no. Not Fat Mike. Fat Mike's like, oh, I've got the Favre jersey. <laughs> That's not me. What about the mythology of Vince Lombardi? Lombardi, there's a certain magic still in his very name or some shit like that. Uh, John Facenda said. And I love John Facenda, but I don't care about Green Bay in any way. Wow. <laughs> there's nothing about the Packers that I like. Mm-hmm. I hate their fucking colors. I hate that we're going to have a dome and they're going to be outside. I'm going to have like grass, like, like people have like dick, you know, they, they're worried about uh, the other person's dick being bigger. Like that's, they're going to have a better field than we are. Like always we're going to be outside like a real smash mouth team. We get to be indoors with the heat on. This is the most vulnerable the Packers have been in quite a while. Oh, we've been saying that for fucking 30. Oh, this is the year. uh, This is the year. Brett's getting older. Both their tackles are injured. Devontae he's always gone. hurt. Alan that, Lazard is is injured. They don't have uh, he, he doesn't have any chemistry with his wide receivers. You know uh, uh, their, their defense is kind of muddled. I mean, I, I can see Dan saying right now, "Well, it's by next Sunday they'll have it all tuned up for the don't Bears, care." Which, their right. story is irrelevant to us because every year, every year, there's a similar story. That Batiari guy's always hurt. The Antonio Freeman's hurt this week. Greg Jennings is hurt this week. Randall Cobb's hurt this week. Clay Matthews is hurt this week. And they always win. So who gives a fuck who's playing for them? I don't care. I want the Bears to win somehow in spite of who the fuck's hurt and who's not over there. Don't care who's playing for them. 
Well, and I get Atucha's point because it, it will increase our odds of winning if those great players are not playing. But I want to beat them at their fucking best. The fact that Devontae Adams doesn't play for them anymore is going to, in my book, in my passion for the Chicago Bears, it's going to reduce just a smidge that he is not on the field when we fuck the Packers up. It bothers me. I want to beat them at their best so that no fucking Packer fan comes on and says, well, we didn't have this or we didn't have, fuck you. I don't give a shit about that. I want to beat you at your best. And so that bugs me a little bit that, you know, I would love to beat them with uh, Bakhtiari in that left tackle with Elton Jenkins in that right tackle and Alan Lazard and, and, and all their best players playing. I would love for that to happen. I would love for David Montgomery to look like Walter in fucking 1977 against them Sunday and have 200 yards. And then Fields go a couple play action passes, throw touchdowns, and the Bears win easily. That's mm-hmm. what I'd like to have. But I'd like to see David Montgomery uh, and, and maybe Khalil Herbert both just running the ball over those motherfuckers. Everything we couldn't do against San Francisco, smash mouth, run the ball, get their guys tired, and fucking and Fields rolling out and hitting play action passes and just fucking scoring, man, and not having to struggle. Not one of those games like the I love last week. Don't get me wrong. I love last week because you got to have perseverance mm-hmm. and resiliency. But I don't – I want to – it seems like every time we beat Green Bay, it's like, oh, well, uh, Alex Brown blocked the field – the extra point or the field uh, – Brian Robinson in 99 blocking the field goal or there's a penalty. It's always like a fluke. Mm-hmm. Shane McClellan breaks his collarbone. I don't want it to be a fluke, man. I want it to be a straight up. Damn, they but they beat their ass this week. Mm-hmm. Like, I, could, does anybody feel me on that? Like, I mean, I'll take any oh. victory we can. I'll win if we can win two to nothing. I'd be happy. But uh, I'm just saying, I want the Bears to win convincingly. So Chris Collinsworth will have to take Rogers' dick out of his mouth in the post game and not just oh, Mike, oh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I love him. Like, I just want them to have to talk to Justin in the post game. We well, we didn't even think this could be happening, but we're going to the Bears quarterback, Justin Fields. Can you imagine that? Yeah, we didn't even have questions for you, Justin. We just thought we'd suck Aaron off in the post game. <laughs> God, man, I want I want this fucking game, man. That's like I wish it were tonight. Yeah. The Bears oh, could take sole right. possession of first place if they beat the Packers because the Washington or Minnesota's at Philadelphia. You know, Detroit is uh, 0-1 already. The Packers Wait a minute. Are you saying the Vikings are going to lose at Philly? I say – and Philly's got a good team, man. It'll be a good team. Yeah. A good game. Monday night, uh, I, Minnesota at the Eagles. I'm a little worried about this Vikings team. I mean, they – Jefferson is – is could be yeah. the best receiver of all fucking time. But yeah, he's Now, Kirk, Kirk Cousins will fuck things up for them, but I still am a little worried yeah. about – that and and Dan, I I really really love your passion for how you want how much you want the Bears to beat the Packers, and I, I'm totally with you. I don't wish it was tonight because um, it's too late already. It's fucking 11:30. I'm just saying, like I, I don't I don't want to work all week just to get to another letdown, you know. And I'm not off again until Sunday. Yeah, my buddy used to say, "I wish I could fall asleep and wake up and it's game time." That's how that's how I feel. <laughs> I just, man, I hope that we don't work all this time and then you get there and then it's another one of those Green Bay 42, Chicago nothing in the first half game. Remember that in 14? Just yeah. fuck, man. Like, how many more times? 
Mm-hmm. How many more times do we have to take this shit? And you know, George McCaskey feels the same way. Mm-hmm. Hell, Virginia feels the same way. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, Dan, before you go, what about what Mike March said about Justin Fields today? Did you hear that? Do you know what I'm talking about? I heard that. I just read in the chat room that he doubled down. So. Yeah. He basically said that Justin Fields, he was embarrassed about his play. It was awful. And, you know, he, he I don't understand the guy. The guy has definitely gone senile. You know, if I can't he, believe he's getting paid for this shit. Oh, my gosh. Is maybe Marks is like one. Maybe Marks is one of these guys that's like a black man can't be a quarterback. Remember that shit was the Ooh. theory? Oh yeah! Remember that they were like when Doug Williams. It was like, oh, a black man will never win a Super Bowl. Yeah. This just the idiocy. Maybe he's one of these old school like Southerners in the sense that he'll, you know, he's like uh, Dred Scott. You know, I'm not. I don't mean to call him racist. I'm saying, but a lot of times those people had this thought: the black people couldn't be quarterbacks. Maybe yeah. he's one of those. Don't they don't have the necessities? What wasn't that? What the, the the intelligence or some shit? Just I don't even want to repeat it. I, it's just fucking dumb. But I mean, I'm just I'm not me. March obviously has something against him. I don't know what it could be. Yeah, I mean, I it's it's I can understand the point of view from somebody who doesn't follow the Chicago Bears like we do here in Chicago. I would understand the point of view if he said. Yes, this roster is poor, and so the quarterback is going to have a hard time. But he is basically saying Justin Fields is no good. The Bears made a mistake by trading up and giving all these resources, making it seem like we fucking traded away Soldier Field and half the Chicago Lakefront for for Justin Fields. It's just asinine how he he is explaining his uh, his thoughts on that. He doesn't offer any you know, technical stuff, like he's got a loopy delivery or he doesn't do this, you know, all this fucking. It sounds personal. Yeah, it does. It, it sounds personal. You're absolutely right. And I can't believe that he's getting away with that. And, and like you said, that he's actually getting paid to talk. And people him. think that, think of him as like a Super Bowl coach, but keep in mind, they lost the Super Bowl with March as head coach, the Rams in 36, mm-hmm. 34, they won it. He was the coordinator. Dick Vermeil was the coach. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Why are we even listening to this guy? He was horrible in Detroit. Uh, he didn't get the job done as the Bears OC. He didn't get the job done done as a Rams head coach. Mm-hmm. Who cares what he has to say? Fuck. Why not? Why not bring Greg Blosh on? Like we were talking about him yesterday. Right. Why are we listening to Mike Martz anyway? You know what's funny, uh, Dan? You and I were talking about Greg Blosh yesterday. It, it, Greg Blosh's name came up on the Gabriel Talks football show today. And I was like, I was just talking about Blosh. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, a name from the past, Greg Blosh, another failed uh, Bears uh, coach. Hey, um, how much time do you have, Dan? Yeah, I got to go, man. I got to go, unfortunately. Uh, I was about to bring up Danny Abramowitz for no reason. (laughs) Our old special teams coordinator. What does Danny Abramowitz think today? Is he alive? I don't know if he's passed on. I know. I I think he passed away. Uh, But, but yeah, I think so. But he was a uh, Mike Ditka hire for special teams coach. Then he hung on with Wadden, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So get out of here, Dan. Go save some lives. Uh, uh, Tooch and I will clean things up and uh, talk a little bit about his betting show and uh, see if we can get some tips because fucking Tooch was seven and three, uh, Dan. And if Heidi uh, needs some money, all she needs to do is turn yeah. on the Saturday 
uh, weekend sports picks show with uh, Johnny Santucci and his buddy Anthony. Uh, so we'll 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 make sure Heidi does that. Get out of here and go save some. As I leave, I'll quote Jay Cutler. Tell Mike, parentheses March, end quote. Tell Mike I said fuck him. <laughs> yep. I love All right, it. I gotta go. Good night, Danny. He is the best. He is Danny McGuire. Uh he is known by Dan McMahon. That's right. His radio show. Um, that's an interesting story. Maybe we'll get him yeah. to talk about. How he uh, he uh, used that name when he was got hired at the radio station he works. Um, Tooch, I have been anxious uh, for this last half hour of the show to talk some sports gambling with yeah. you. You had a seven and three record. Uh, let me get rid of uh, Dan's uh, picture because it uh, every time I look at it, I get an erection. So uh, yeah, gave out some winners on uh, Saturday. Yeah, tell us uh, tell us about the seven and three record. I don't want to know about the three losers. I want to know about the seven wins that I did not get cash in. <laughs> <laughs> I had the Chiefs, the Bears, the Texan. Uh, mm-hmm. Chiefs, Bears, and Texans. Those are the three I gave out on Mike North show on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I had, uh, gosh, I got to go back and look at my card because I can't remember. Well, let me go look at the schedule from last week. You do that while I pour myself another yeah. shot uh, of uh, four roses. I lost the Bengals game. Uh, I won the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Lost the Panthers. Won Kansas City. I uh, had the uh, Indianapolis first quarter. That won. Um, let's see. I lost the uh, Raiders Chargers over. That didn't go over. And then, uh, God, what was the rest of my card? I gave out a teaser, three-team teaser. That one was the Vikings, Jaguars, and Ravens. And then uh, I had a Tennessee and Giants under. Titans, Giants under. Nice. I, um, Not a bad day. Not a bad day at all. Anytime you win seven and three um, in your sports gambling, that is a magnificent day. Now week one is hard of the NFL, you know, because you don't know teams, you know, we don't know what they're going to be. Right. You know, uh, the uh, 49ers, I, ha- I had a feeling the Bears could win that one with Trey Lance at, at quarterback. And then the weather, you know, kind of didn't give either team an advantage, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like Cliff says, if you're, it, you know, the 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 best sports gamblers lose forty three percent of the time. That's what uh, wise guys wagers always tells me. Oh, uh, yep. Uh, la- last month I was fifty nine percent, which is pretty good. Um, last thirty days, uh, and then baseballs. I've been lucky today. I don't know what I'm going to be. Let me look at my. Fuck baseball. I can't believe baseball is so hard. I am gosh. With college football and pro football now here, I I, I wouldn't even consider betting on a baseball game because the fucking game has been ruined with all of these rule changes and pitchers going five innings and stuff. By the way, I don't know if you got a chance to see this, Tooch, but I produced this. Need a little help with your sports betting? Well, the Barroom Network is here to help. On Saturdays, it's weekend sports betting tips with John Santucci and Anthony from PoundedSports.com. And then on Sunday, it's the Mike North Advantage with the great Mike North. 
best way to stay on top of things is subscribe to the Barroom Network's YouTube channel. Now, that was awesome. Yeah, I, I I played that for Anthony too. I uh, I think I'm, I'm going to be three and, and four today. To the Barroom Network on weekends, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> I think I'm end up three and four today, down one unit. But yesterday I was four and one. So, I mean, it was tough. I mean, Anthony and I both, like, we're so done with baseball. We're just like, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's football Thursday or Friday night. Mm We've got Thursday night football we can wager on. And then uh, Saturday college football, Sunday and Monday NFL. So, uh, it's just a couple days where you've got baseball still. So, baseball is so hard. It's just tough. I mean, I love the Cardinals tonight. They They got killed by the Brewers who suck on the road. You ever bet on a high school football game? It, it almost sounds like something illegal, like you know. It is. Yeah, you can't. I don't think. Oh, you can. Really? It is? Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. And uh, for for college sports, you can't bet on individual players mm-hmm. in, in a lot of states, you know, because they're still uh, kids, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you know, the prop bets. You uh, some states allow prop bets for college, not not Iowa, um, and then some states don't even allow sports gambling. You know. Like no, Anthony's yeah. in Florida, they don't know. They had it for like a month, and then it got killed. Mm-hmm. They had it in the in the uh, Indian casinos. Okay, but yeah, he was pissed because I mean DraftKings give you so many nice boosts and stuff if you if you yes, play your cards do. right. You know you mm-hmm. you got to like all of a sudden they'll drop a hundred percent profit boost. You're just like all right, just paying one bet, straight wager, boom, you know, mm-hmm. and then pound it. Uh, By the way, I want to digress just for a second to address what Mo Beerman says. JF1 needs to learn how to slide and keep his head out of the way. You know, all these uh, late hits yeah. that has been experiencing. Yep. One, one of It wasn't a player. Some reporter, I forgot who, said that there has been talk by defensive players that Justin Fields is so fast that – it's very hard to let up because they think yeah. they're going to hit him while he's still eligible to be hit, but he's so fast that it ends up being a lot of these late hits. And I can buy that. Uh, you know, there's probably been a couple that looked malicious, but I can buy the fact that this guy is probably – he's just as fast to me in my eye, and maybe not with the stopwatch, but he's just as fast as Lamar Jackson is with his play speed. And uh, so I could see why that is happening. So sorry. He got he got one call. Then uh, he, uh, you know he got a late hit. One call, mm-hmm. and then uh, there was an earlier one they didn't call. You know, and then after they were kind of like they made up for it by calling the next one. But mm-hmm. uh, what do you think about what Chubb says here about USC yeah. is really good and usually pretty easy to win money? I like uh, I, I've done I've done some UFC wagering and stuff, but I don't know. I don't really know enough about it. You know, you really, uh, UFC is like something that like, if you're a big fan, you follow all these fighters and stuff and you know, you know, uh, how to, how to win in it. You know, for, for me, I would, I would, uh, uh, read, you know, another, uh, handicappers analysis, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's making, you know, make a decision, but, uh, I don't, I don't watch enough UFC. Uh, I enjoy it when I do watch it. Uh, but I don't I don't know enough uh, about it to you know really handicap it. But. 
Um, I just wanted to announce something because King Pookie is talking about the new stadium. King Pookie was out at that meeting in Hershey and reported back on what he saw on his uh, Twitter handle. King Pookie, if you got your Twitter handle uh, handy, uh, post it up and I'll let people know because they should follow you for all the cool stuff that you post. But I, um, I'm just letting him and everyone knows that when the Bears move to Arlington Heights, um, I am turning my house into a whorehouse. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want a good time on Saturday before the game, come yeah. over to the Gandhi house. We'll have plenty of whores here. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I do have I do have that video mm-hmm. with some, oh, yeah. uh, for, next, for next week's game if the Fireflies want to see it. Should I roll that? Yes, but for, set it up for set it, it up. Yes. Who, who is this guy? Because he looks like Andy yeah. Warhol's brother or somebody. Yeah, like this that. is uh, Teddy Covers from Wager Talk and uh, uh, Drew Martin. Uh, they, they're kind of uh, they, – Drew Martin's pretty good. Uh, uh, they do a show called Look, uh, look Ahead, and they take a look at the lines. And Teddy Covers has a show called Bad Beats, Bad Bets, and Bad for the Bookies. You know, a, ba- a bad beat would be if you had Denver – you know, uh, because mm-hmm. Denver should have won that game 30 to 17. No oh, doubt about kidding. it. Yeah. You know, sorry, and, sorry Mike North, but it's yeah. true. <laughs> Mike, Mike won this bet, though. I mean, give him credit. I, I, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I uh, I mean, they fumbled twice running in a one-yard mm-hmm. touchdown. You know, if, if Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, you know, either one of those guys don't fumble, you know, that game goes goes uh, 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 Denver's way, you know. Absolutely. And then they're not stuck with that dumbass call at the end of that. I was like, what the hell? And this guy left 54 seconds count down off the clock. I was like, this is the dumbest coach in the NFL. You know? <laughs> really is. Nathaniel Hackett. I was like, that he, he, nobody in football should be named Nathaniel. Really? Right? It's like, exactly. We're hiring this coach's name is Nathaniel. That's right. No! No, you're not ha- hiring that fucker. That's an 18th century author's name. Nathaniel. <laughs> exactly. Fuck yeah, this guy. <laughs> He's not a football mind. He's a fucking 18th century mind. <laughs> That's right. I think you're the perfect guy for this job, Nathaniel, but you got to change your name. Yeah, fucking, <laughs> can you go by Nate? For yeah. Fuck's sake? Nathaniel. Exactly. I'm with you. All right. So who are these two guys again? Oh, yeah. Uh, Teddy Covers. I don't, I don't know Teddy's last name. He's pretty good, though. He, he gives out some good uh, plays once in a while. And uh, Drew Martin, he's all right, too. Uh, but they're talking about the Green Bay Chicago Chicago game. It was some good. It was just some good analysis. It was, you know, about uh, the the Niners game and the and the Green Bay uh, game. So just to set it up, I'll roll it. All right. Sunday nighter here. Two eight seven two eight eight. Chicago Bears. Green Bay Packers. NFC Norris battle here. Packers minus ten at home. Forty three. The total. What are we thinking here in Lambeau, Teddy? Green Bay, look at line was 10, opened at 10, sitting at 10. My powering number is lower. My powering number is only eight. And it's not like I'm real high on Chicago. But there were some positive things for the Bears. I mean, I know they won the game, so that's certainly positive. But the key is that Chicago got pressure all day yesterday without blitzing. They allowed seven to drop back into coverage. It was a really strong defensive showing. Um, and they came out of the game completely healthy. They announced zero injuries during the game. But again, again, they gained 3.6 yards per play. Justin Fields, three of nine for 19 yards in the first half. Uh, they never, they only got past their own 35-yard line once. But in the second half, touchdowns on three straight possessions. Fields, after the game, quote, coach always says it's mental and physical stamina. 
who can play the longest, the hardest, and just play every play. We won this game with mental and physical stamina. Green Bay had no mental and physical stamina. I'm concerned. Look, I, I know that the Packers did this last year. They lost opening day 38-3. to We don't want to react. But the Saints last year better than, <laughs> than Chicago is this year. And for all the concerns about the offense, and again, the game plays out very, very differently. If Watson doesn't drop that first, you know, he had wide open for a touchdown on the first throw and he drops it. And then that changed the nature of the whole game for Green Bay. But you have all kinds of issues on both sides of the football right now. The offensive line banged up. Neither starting tackle able to play this past week. The receiving core, brand new. A.J. Dillon not able to get pushed on a fourth and one. He gets stuffed in that ballgame. But the defense might even be more questioned. You know, this is a defense that came in completely healthy. Joe Barry had everyone there. And they got picked apart. 6.5 yards per play allowed. Um, This is supposed to be an elite unit, and it was not. And those are concerns for Green Bay. I know they bounced back last year, and in theory, they're supposed to kill Chicago. We'll see. Give me the points. Give me plus 10 on the road. I like it. I think it'll be closer, man. Come on. The Bears could keep it within 10 points. Mm-hmm. No, I'd even tease that up to plus 16, man, with another team. I don't know what – I'll find I'll find another team. But, man, you're teasing up through uh, 10, 11, and, four, and 14. You know, there's a – there's a uh, actually, the Wager Talk talks a lot about it. They have, uh, they have a Wong teaser uh, segment they always talk about on one of their shows. And Wong was this uh, mathematician dude who liked sports game. I think he was at, at MIT or Stanford. And he, he came up with the Wong teaser, which is you find a certain team where you're teasing through the key numbers. You know, you're teasing through uh, three, seven, nine, ten, you know, all football numbers for the mm-hmm. score. When you tease through those numbers, you have a, a good chance. And he was uh, he was winning uh, uh, like 76 percent of the time with his Wong teasers. You know, finally, the, the, the Vegas got a little wide. They had to adjust their numbers mm-hmm. for uh, for for his whatever strategy you know but uh still teaser is a pretty good way to win in the in the nfl uh to beat the beat the books uh if you if you uh tease through those key numbers so that would be plus 16 man you're uh you know you're you're teasing it up uh getting a pretty good uh pretty good uh 16 point you start off the game 16 nothing bears you know Mm -hmm. just don't uh give up more than 16 points so but 10 points i think i i could live with that number I think uh, I think they've got the game. Uh, I don't think it'll be more than ten points. For Green Bay. I just don't think Green Bay has the team this year to to put uh, that kind of hurt on teams. They're just not in sync. They don't have the skill position players uh, that they did without. Devontae Adams is huge. You know, mm-hmm. that's the guy. Without him, they then Alan Lazard. I know he wasn't there. We'll see what he could do. He's supposed to be the guy that's going to come in there and you know get most of the targets, and make most of the catches, but. Uh, uh, yes, <laughs> he does look a little like Richard Belzer. Teddy <laughs> covers, but uh, you know, it brought up a bunch of points that kind of you know we we uh, we we also agree with. You know, like the Packers aren't anything. You know, they're they got troubles too. By the way, I put up uh, uh, King Pookie Nation's uh, Twitter handle, but he's telling me that's wrong and that it mm-hmm. is excuse me, uh, Alvarez seventy six. I don't know why mm-hmm. I. I had the Beto one, but 
in any case, it is Alvarez seventy six. Give the guy a follow. He's a good guy. Yeah. Um, and I uh, met Pookie at Miller's. That's right. That's yeah. right. Last year, uh, Dan Aguirre came into town, and King Pookie and uh, Tooch came over to Miller's Pub. Uh, yeah. Uh, and met him. And when nice guy. back in, in November, when Tooch is back, excuse me, uh, when uh, hopefully Tooch is in town. But uh, when Dan and Buffon are in town, we hope to do something either that Saturday afternoon before that concert we're going to or uh, Sunday after the Dolphins game. We'll do something. And so if you guys are uh, want to meet Buffon yeah. and Dan. Uh, and I'd have to probably do Saturday before the concert. That would be cool. Because I'd probably have to be back to on Monday to go to work, but. And uh, hopefully the the Bears girls will be here. Uh, I'm out of days off, although you are. Well, I mean, like my uh, my wife's mom has been sick, you know, so she wants to go home. Mm-hmm. You know, for uh, and when you when you go to the Philippines, you can't just like go for two weeks, you know, because it's like four. It's like two days minimum, two days of travel on either end from here to Asia. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just no way it's, you know, it's, it's 48 hours oh, fuck yeah. on either end. That's four days, you know? And then mm-hmm. if you're just there for two weeks, that leaves you with like a week, week and a half, you know, and then you got, you know, I've got to drive to Chicago O'Hare mm-hmm. from Des Moines and, yeah. uh, you know, I'm taking three weeks off. Mm, okay. So, but, uh, yeah, my wife hasn't been back home since 2018. Ooh. So she hasn't seen her family in a while. And now the, I know the, 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 uh, my four-year-old was just a baby, you know. We went last time; she was t- two months old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. By the way, show that video again of your daughter. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's cute. I'm so, Dad, I'm so happy the Bears won. Me too, sweetheart. And the Packers lost. That's what make if when the Bears win and the Packers also lose, mm-hmm. that's like when it really is special. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Oh yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. we can get a double whammy next Sunday night. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's close. Uh, yeah. Stop here, uh, Tooch. Uh, you said that you have seen something on the tube that you wanted to recommend, right? I kind of got that vibe from you. Didn't actually- oh yeah, House of the Dragon. You know, mm-hmm. uh, on HBO. I, I, you're not caught up, but. I mean, you gotta admit it's pretty good. I like I like the uh, this uh, uh, intrigue of politics of uh, thrones and you know mm-hmm. backstabbing and, and and royal families and house noble houses and stuff like that. But you don't need a lot of action when you have stuff like that, you know. Yeah, Even though there is still, but right. And I was just gonna say, there's a lot of uh, or, or more than the previous series, Game of Thrones. There's much more yeah. dragon action. And if, yeah. so, if you like dragon action, this is a good show, man. Yeah, there's a lot more dragons, you know, than in yeah. This, you know. And the special effects are really good. It's they haven't. Uh, gone cheap on that they're, they're spending money on this and uh yeah. the special effects with the dragons although the one thing there, there's two things number one is every time the young girl is on the dragon you never see her when she getting on the dragon yeah. and off because that's fucking um it's impossible you gotta right. belief there uh, and the fact that she's on a dragon that's going like this and and she doesn't have a seatbelt on or anything like that it's unbelievable and then the other thing is a lot of people on social media caught a green screen mistake oh. that uh, I didn't see that. Yeah, two fingers on um, one of the characters were completely green, 
um, because I, I, I can't explain the special effects. It would be too boring and too long. But it was yeah. and HBO has said they promised to fix it for the DVD or or the the rerun yeah. edition. But there are photographs of it online of a character with two green feet. There, there was like there was like a coffee cup in. Yes, like one of those like paper coffee cups. Hey, from, like, Starbucks. Starbucks. I think Starbucks it was a Starbucks cup. cup. Yeah. Yes, in the other in the first series. Exactly. Like, they removed it for the. They had to remove it for the DVDs. They did indeed. So <laughs> another uh, Thrones mistake, but, uh, but uh, that yeah. actress, I don't, I don't know her name, but she's she's very attractive. Yeah, you know? it's just like <laughs> she's so cute. You're just like, God damn mm-hmm. it. I have uh, impure thoughts, although. Well, you know, it, it's 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 weird because I I said to my, the first I did see the first Harry Potter movie, and that little girl, um, I I forgot her name, the actress a- a- Emma Watson. Emma Watson, yeah, she's hot, cute little girl, yeah, and I said, wow, cute. when she grows up, she's going to be a stunner, and she has not disappointed me. No. And this girl from the uh, uh, Dragon Show. She's another one, uh, and I think she's much older than Watson was when she made her debut in the Thrones film. She's she's going to be a stunner too when she gets of age. Yeah, um, but I'll I'll be dead by then. So beautiful <laughs> light eyes, boy. Oof. Yeah, no matter yeah. thing. You should watch Coyote. What's what's that Coyote? I, I'm not... I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I, I saw a Samaritan uh, recently, which is the Sylvester Stallone movie. Mm-hmm. He's like seventy-seven years old. He's playing, you know, like a, a superhero. Who's kind of like in this? It's 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 good, man. It's very entertaining. I think that's on uh, it's on Amazon Prime. I think mm-hmm. for free. That's really good. Uh, it's kind of like a, you know, it is a superhero story, but it's it's one you could watch. It has that uh, Dan Aguirre's uh, loves Euphoria. Mm-hmm. That show it has the kid that Ashtray is the star of it with Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. and that little kid's a boxer too. Did you know he was uh, no, like an I, amateur boxer? I had no idea. Yeah, I forget his name. It's like Jovan Jovan Wana Walker. Oh, what a great his name, name. Wana Walker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stephen Meese says that his buddy uh, Patty Constantine is the yeah. star. Yeah, he's he's got a great role. He's he kind of plays the the bad guy and and there's King, so King Scab. King Scab. King yeah. Scab. It's so all of his cuts, all from sitting on that freaking chair. <laughs> chair. But yeah. But yeah, I went to Belfast. I did the Game of Thrones tour in 2015. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, there's the, the, uh, the big studios are down by uh, the Titanic Museum, which is really mm-hmm. cool. If you get, I don't know if Steve, so I'm sure Stephen's been to that. Northern Ireland is absolutely beautiful, man. It's just, it's so pretty there, man. My daughter uh, went uh, for a semester of college, uh, and she t- tells me the same thing. Yeah, Belfast is cool. It's very cosmopolitan. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I really uh, enjoyed uh, the time in, in Northern Ireland. Went to Portrush, and Giant's Causeway. Went to Bushmills Distillery. Had mm. some really good whiskey. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was great. Beautiful. Went to I went to some state park, too. I can't remember the name of the state park. It was really nice. Was have, like you, have you been watching the Lord of Rings, uh, Rings of Power? Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy it. I don't know why people are slamming it. I thought it was really good, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's I love. I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. I love. I, I, anytime we get uh, uh, fantasy on TV, you know, it's it's not like a a genre that's you know prevalent. It's more you know like you get all these you know uh, uh, cop shows or murder mysteries. 
you know, horror, ghost stories, you know, once you get into this kind of, you know, like fantasy stuff with dragons, mm-hmm. uh, same, that's her name, Millie Alcock. She's yeah. 22, 22 years old. I guess I don't, I shouldn't feel too guilty. I, although. I, 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 <laughs> guess what I'm going to be doing in about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. She Very cute. She's just so cute. Man. Gorgeous. Yeah. I'm so glad she is of age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is great news for my. Yeah. My oh my God. <laughs> so she's got like contact lenses in because her eyes are lighter in the show. Yes. Yes. You know, but wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, very, very nice. That's her without the makeup and wig and stuff. Mm-hmm. Man. Wow. Yeah. I Oof. like it. Thank you wow. for that. Who, who, who pointed out her age? Uh, yeah, Saint Saint, yeah, that's uh, Roquan's agent. Yes. Thank you, Saint. Uh, <laughs> Hopping by. For just... He probably represents <laughs> Millie Alcock, too. Oh, man. <laughs> He's trying to get that account, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoy Lord of the Rings. I mean, I, I think it's really cool. There's some there's some cool stuff in it, man. Uh, there was, uh, you know, they Where still have some. It's on Amazon Prime, Rings of Power. Uh, there's some, like, uh, there were some cool monsters and stuff in it, too, man. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, one of the elf, uh, the lady, she's, like, the, the main character, man. She uh, she was going home to her people. She got a bad food. She jumps off the boat. She's going to swim across an entire ocean. She starts swimming mm-hmm. for a thousand miles. <laughs> it was great. There's sea monsters, you know, pirate boats and stuff. It was cool, man. Nice. Uh, Nomad said Coyote is Paramount+. Plus. Oh, okay. I don't know uh, that one. That sounds cool, though. It's got to be some kind of like uh, border, uh, U.S.-Mexico border show, maybe? I don't know. Coyote. They're the smugglers, right? Human smugglers? or Yeah, well, coyotes are guys that uh, help uh, Mexicans get across the border. Is yeah. I think that's what they're called. Uh, but I, I have not even heard of that show. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I'm watching those two shows. Uh God damn, I know there's another show I was watching that I thought Aldo would. I was watching Devil in Ohio. That's okay. It's on Netflix. It's all right. That's a great title. I haven't heard of it. Yeah. Great title. It's, uh, man, it's, it's wild. It's, uh, it's, uh, I forget the name of the actress, uh, but she, uh, she plays a, uh, what do you call it? A social worker. Mm -hmm. And a girl comes in. She has a pentagram carved in her back and she's like, doesn't, doesn't, know anything about where she came from kind of and her family abandoned her so she's like well you know she takes her into her home for a little bit and all these you know strange like devilish type things start happening you know and stuff it's kind of like a mystery she's got kids you know and uh you don't know whether this she was in a cult or satanic cult and, you know some kind of uh ancient religion in ohio you know one of these farm areas rural areas in ohio hmm. like legendary for having these kind of uh devil satanic stuff it's all right cool so far right, uh, there's renewable, not much else on you know Re- renewable asked that we uh uh google the millie alcock's feet so i did oh, wow. and uh, this is what i found oh my yeah. god yeah poor millie <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> those are not heidi's feet uh, <laughs> yeah. Millie Alcock's alleged feet. <laughs> <laughs> Two, says, you're the absolute best. Any final yeah. thoughts, my man? Uh, I, I'm leaning Bears plus ten. I mean, it's pretty hard to win by ten in the NFL, but yes, it is. I mean, I think the Bears, especially in a rivalry like this, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think uh, the Bears, after after last season, lost six times in a row. They're going to be up for this game. Um, I'll take the Bears plus six. I got a lot of college notes. I'm going to start crunching that for Saturday. I think I got some good picks for Saturday. Of course, whenever I love my picks, I, they I end up going like one in ten. <laughs> it's like, ah, this card is awesome, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I think I got some good angles for uh, Anthony. Now we'll talk on college football, and then. Uh, so tell us uh, when the show is on. It's on Saturdays. I know that. What time? Yeah, you know, uh, Anthony couldn't do Saturday, so we did a Friday night show. Oh, okay with Anthony and I talking college football and some NFL mm-hmm. weekend sports betting picks. And uh, Saturday morning I did a, a show with Sean Higgs. who's like, he's a real like legendary capper. You know, he's the host of uh, midday money uh, winning mm-hmm. picks and he's on picks and parlays too. Mm-hmm. And uh, dude's been doing it a long time. Like just like Anthony, him and Anthony have been doing this stuff for like 25 years, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I, I uh, I'm just, I, when I, met up with Anthony and Sean and the, the team and stuff. I was just like, look, I'm just a podcaster. I just want to bring, <laughs> you know, picks to folks, you know, and talk sports and stuff. They like, know you have to become a handicapper. Like, really? So that they would promote me and the show and whatnot. I see. You know, and uh, uh, they're doing okay. So Good for you, man. I'm glad. Yeah, and it's fun. You know, especially DraftKings makes it fun. That's what's so addicting about it. With all these bonuses, they give you like a bonus on three – Mm-hmm. Two two pick parlay or three pick parlay. The more you do, the more you you know. And mm-hmm. then I'll, I'll, sometimes you put like a five dollar bet and it could win five hundred bucks. Yep. You know. And uh, last year during college basketball, I told a story on uh, recently on one of my shows, but uh, I had a five dollar bet. Mm-hmm. It was a, a t- probably ten leg parlay for college basketball, mm-hmm. and it came down to the last game, and it was Murray State versus I forget who the other team was. Uh, and my wife and I were like, "Look, this is for five hundred bucks. Let's uh, let's you know, watch the game, get some popcorn, pizza, whatever, you know." And we're just like, "Woohoo!" By the end of the game, jumping up and down, five hundred bucks, yeah. you know, so, on a five dollar bet. Nice. Stuff like that happens, you know. Absolutely. All right, my man. It yep. is uh, time to say goodbye. To yep. Uh, you the absolute best. That was fun. Also, thank my partner Dan Aguirre, and of yeah. course, our three uh, lovely guests, Nasli Briones, Almis. I didn't get her last name, but uh, Almis is enough, she's like a Madonna type, so yeah, hot. Hot. and of course, Heidi is is the hottest of them all. Heidi's yeah. a woman, um, and so check out their podcast, it's in Spanish language, but they mix in some English too. I, I have not had a chance to listen to it. Just keeping track of all the podcasts in the barroom network makes it a challenge, but I will definitely listen to them. And, uh, and, and you bet we will have them back on because they were a, a, a load of fun. Yeah. And so uh, thank you all very much who have joined us live. And those of you listening on demand, uh, the show is on YouTube. If you want to see the video version, uh, or, of course, uh, audio version is out on iTunes, Spotify, all the other places you get your audio podcast. So, and make sure you listen or watch either one the uh, weekend sports betting tips with uh, Johnny Santucci and Anthony Friday, yeah, right? Anthony Inglese. Oh, which means uh, to- Tony English. That's <laughs> it's like right. a joke with the Tony English. That's right. Yeah. That's a cool name. That, that yeah. is a cool name. That's That's second behind my other. Favorite cool name Johnny Vegas. I knew a name. Yeah. I never got I'm name. hoping the office will get us some good guests. Like I mean, I can I can usually get like David Bitterman from ESPN. He and I uh, 
did a did a regular show Wednesday nights. Uh, uh, he's a good handicapper too. He's a, he does the gambling on ESPN column, mm-hmm. online column for ESPN. Mm-hmm. And then Matt Peralt, who's like another podcaster, he does the day or he did the Daily Juice. Now his uh, show is called The Bostonian and the Book. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, look, I'm hoping that one day we get Bill Krakenberger, the Crack Man. Yeah, you know, because that would blow up the internet if we had him on here. Mike North and Bill Crackman, that would be awesome. Crack, oh, crack well, man. And of course, Mike has already uh, said that he's going to be on your show. Yeah, so oh, Anthony will probably shit his pants. Well, you know, <laughs> make sure you're rolling video on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he grew up in like Tinley Park area. Very so, cool. Somewhere south suburbs like Joe Mandel, you know, the same same area. Yeah, well, Joe is up in uh, Michigan now. Yeah, he's moved to uh, St. Joe's is beautiful too, man. It's a oh, nice little town, gorgeous town. Love it. I'm kind of jealous, man. I, my wife and I did like a tour of Michigan when she first moved here. We're like, man, St. Joe's is nice, a little beautiful. downtown, the beaches. Yes, I vacationed there a couple of times. It's yeah. gorgeous. So, uh, all right, uh, it is time to say goodbye. Thank yep. you again, everyone who has joined us in, in the chat and still sticking with us. Uh, and thank you, Stephen, and thank you, Four Thousand yeah. Clothes, and thank you, everyone else, for the kind words and the support that you give us here at the Barroom Network. We will uh, be back here next Tuesday. Tomorrow's programming. Let's see, we've got the Bardon Hockey Talk Show at um, two p.m. and then that's followed by phone 55 we've got zach jacobson who covers the green bay packers for cbs sports he is going to be john's and Alyssa barbieri's guest so we're going to get the lowdown on what's happening from green bay uh, up at green bay and of course uh buffon's fabulous uh rants and then on thursday we've got a great bears show with the bear debate uh, I'm not even going to tell you who's going to be on that show. Oh, nice. I'm just going to let you know that it's going to be two outstanding debaters. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is your station here for Chicago Bears content. We've got fresh content five days out of the week, sometimes six, and uh, ridiculous promotion. See me, Shorty, and Dan on Bears Country Podcast next Monday on wow. our room network. And Nomad, too, right? There's a Nomad, Nomad. on it. Nomad is no longer on the show, although I, I understand that they're talking. They had some differences on some um, some things, and so they might talking. So I don't know what the future holds. But either way, Monday Night Bears Country Podcast will be here on the Barroom Network, and it will be an outstanding show. Um, yeah, I really did the rounds this weekend, this past weekend, man. I was on had two two weekend sports betting shows. Then I was on the tailgate show. Then I was on Uncle Mike's show, and then Tuesday here. But uh, I, it's it's my favorite hobby, man. Is is doing this with you, Aldo, uh, and Dan, and, and all the gang. You know, uh, I don't know what I don't know what I'd do without it. You know. Well, I I know what you do. You know how it is. <laughs> I know what you do. <laughs> that career is still waiting. Yeah, I might, I, I might be able to squeeze a couple more years out of that. <laughs> squeeze, indeed. <laughs> You're the best, dude. I right, love you. Man. You're like a brother to me. Oh, absolutely. You too. You too. Yep. Okay, everybody, take care. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Dan and Aldo Bear Their Souls. Make sure you subscribe to the Barroom Network and you give us a rating on iTunes. Until next week, my name is Nomte. Bear down.